What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. I'm the author of the book, The Free Agent Lifestyle and The Evolution. The links are in the description box below. And you in here with the Bruce Wayne, this ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one. New, 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 new world order. A.K.A. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Shadamas. And you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with EWF and C. God Allah. And the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. <laughs> the man with more nicknames than anyone in the game. And the man with the best edutainment show, morning show, and show period in these YouTube streets. As you guys know. In these streets. It is Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. And we were saluting our brothers and sisters that served and lost their lives last night. All right. All through the day with barbecue. And today we salute our does Take it away. What's the question? What's your body count? What's your body count? Body count? 260. I'm not going to lie. No, not your, your body count. What do you mean? How many? Three, 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 three. Oh, no, she's way more lightweight than I am. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh, no, I can't count that. <laughs> oh, no, I cannot. <laughs> Let's just say it's more than the 10 fingers, okay? Okay, <laughs> baby. Gordita. All right, so we got to salute our ladies that are going to perform their slow Tuesday. The reason why we call it that is because it's a slow Tuesday. If you do have a guy, you have a rotation, you have a, a, a slump buster, a hood booger, a gordita, a woman that you don't want to be seen, an older woman who gets wetter than Niagara Falls, you keep her on your Tuesday calendar. All right, you don't have her out on Friday, Saturday. You might have her on a Monday, but that's recovery from the weekend. But you're not going to have her out in these streets. But on a Tuesday. In these streets. She can get prime time attention. And this is why we call it a slow Tuesday. Anyway. Today's show. We're going to talk about seven reasons. Why modern women cannot really love men. All right. Yes. And for the sucker for love ninjas out here. We're going to tell you about love today. And we're going to tell you about what real love. I'm searching for a real love. Someone to tear my heart free, real love. Oh, oh, I'm searching for a real love. I got to have a real love. We're going to talk about that real love and what love really is and why modern women can't really love you ninjas out here. I know you need someone to love. You guys need someone to love. Your mama didn't love you. Oh, by the way, I might have to talk about your mama. I might have to talk about your mama. Your mama, some of y'all mamas really didn't love you. And so you went out to these streets to these straggle daggles to try to receive love. Mm. We're going to talk about that. Your mama didn't even love you. <laughs> right now, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I know you're like, this is reprehensible. We'll talk about what love is. But your mama used you for child support. Mm. That's another question here. That's another issue that we'll deal with. And as soon as your ass turned 18 she told you to get up out of here <laughs> mama what happened what happened where is the love where is the love 
that you promised me. Your mama kicked you the hell out or your mama still using you for child support. Mm. And you 26 years old, you 26 years old, still living at your mama's house. Your mama's like, you know what? You don't have to leave. You can stay right here. She's still <laughs> she's still getting benefits, social services, tax write offs, dependents. She's still she's still cashing in on your ass. She's still sitting around your mama right now, cashing in on your ass right now. Yes. I didn't know that, huh? Did you know that? You still are dependent under your mama's income taxes, ninja. <laughs> All right. And she's like, you don't have to go nowhere. Getting them child tax credits. All right. So anyway, yep. And say, uh, put half of your check over here. We're going to talk about it here, man. We got a great show. Do me a favor. Hit the like button with the grace, the best, the greatest entertainment. We, we, we call it the best entertainment here on YouTube. But at some point, we're going to have to acknowledge it and crown it as the greatest entertainment here on YouTube. All right, but look, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the Notorious CGA on the Cash App. Coach Greg Adams, TV on Venmo. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that's pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And these are donations for the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund because a child is a terrible thing to waste, and we've wasted a lot of children out here. In the event, I have to jump up and get book. We're going to uh, take these donations here for the uh, uh, Baby Mama Terrorist Fund and apply it to the Legal Defense Fund for... Uh, freedom of children against baby mama terrorists. All right. And it could apply to anybody who has the initials CGA. All right. So if you have the initials CGA, you can qualify or said resources. These aren't income. It's just a, it's just a donation that we have for uh, this situation here. All right. Shout out to the baby mama terrorist free ninjas. Also, you can super chat on the notorious new, 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 new world order. Super chat on the notorious CGA channel. We are simulcasting on fakebook.com. All right, the fakest place on earth other than Disneyland. And we are also, give me a thumbs up over on Facebook, the really blue thumbs up. And we also, give me a thumbs up, give me a like over on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. All right, and the Notorious channel. Why not? Let's get this out. Anyway, did I tell you what show we had? I did. I told you what we we're going to do. And we're also going to talk about a prawn star who wants her sins all washed away so she can be redeemed. She's going to wash her sins away in her past. We got a straggle and sniggle, man. We got a woman taking the stripper pole for her graduation photos on campus. On campus where women are allegedly one out of two women are assaulted. Great. We got a woman busting it wide open on our college campus with her degree. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis. In we got Tom Brady's ex-wife, Giselle Bunchin, possibly trying to crawl back to get Tom. Tom possibly going to be suiting up for the Raiders. The Raiders about to take massive L's this year. All right. If that damn Garoppolo got a foot injury, what a disaster this is turning out to be. And we got a whole bunch going on here. But let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Albert Wesker says men call love. What men call love, XX is called acting, acts Tyrese. Tyrese said, so you're going to fake, you just going to fake the whole thing, huh? I like Tyrese's face. Let me get my, let me do what Tyrese said in this best imitation of CGA. So you just going to fake the whole thing, huh? <laughs> the look on his face. The look on his face. Uh, what do we got here? We also have MC Hamster says she wants your commitment, not love. You are on the right track already. She wants your commitment, not love. All right. And then we tell you when you make your commitment, she takes you down into uh, the land of make-believe. 
All right. That's where it happens here, uh, which you'll find out. She'll take you down to the land of make believe. And um, once she gets that commitment, you just agree to some shit that's only in her head. She hasn't told you it's basically um, the fine print of relationships. All right. But you got, she got the commitment. So I'm looking for something long term. Oh, really? You're like, all right, I'll string this bitch along. I'll string her along. I'll still have hoes on the side. All right. OK, I commit. All right, I could see you, and then you still playing games with her. But in her head, you signed the contract in the land of make believe, <laughs> right? She's sitting over there like, "Good, well, you just agreed to X, Y, and Z." She didn't even tell you. You know, a lot of things women have in their head about you, they don't tell you at all. You supposed to just figure the shit out. You should have known. You should have known. You should have known what you were committing to. I mean, you were committing to love. All right, where are we at here? I was like, Emilio says modern women are all deterministic. He says, just get your money up, fellas. Free agent lifestyle for life. Just get your money up. Money, money solves a lot of things here. Yes, uh, it doesn't solve everything, but yeah. Be Real Mahogany says she don't even love herself. How can she love you? Stay woke. Okay, she don't even love herself. How can she love you? All right, so part of the equation is to love the things she hate about herself. Baby, I want to love all the things you hate about yourself. You need some damn help. <laughs> all right. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Uh, somebody says, uh, G baby says, don't remember who I was watching when I found you, but I'm grateful. I found your channel. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother. And that was from yesterday. Shout out to Mr. Down says him caused depression. It's CGA's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. <laughs> All right, him caused depression. Him caused me to be depressed. All right, boy, I tell you, man, listen, I used to coach college sports and um, I used to hear athletes not, they say this about all coaches. All right. Um, and they would say that coach for caused me to lose my self-esteem. And I'm like, mm. no, <laughs> you probably realized you weren't as good. You thought you were good. And then until you showed up here. Then you got what you deserved. Maybe the coach overlooked you a little bit, but coach did not have trust in you to put your ass out there on the floor. And then guess what? Now, <laughs> now your ass riding pine and riding the bench made you lose your self-esteem. <laughs> riding the bench made you lose your self-esteem, right? And so every time the coach looked to put somebody in, somebody on the floor, they messed up. The coach looked to the bench. Then he looked back on the floor and he says, you know what? I'll just deal with whatever's out there instead of putting you in. Yeah. <laughs> that right there caused you to lose your self-esteem. So anyway, it's always don't complain about the, re the results you get by the work you didn't put in where well, we got. We got no government name BH in the building. Shout out to you. All right. Uh, and uh, what else we got going on here? Is Vimo awake? Are y'all awake? Vimo's usually the last to wake up. Vimo's on CP time, apparently. Apparently, you ninjas can be late for work. And Sue, the white man. All right, uh, what do we got here? We got uh, Sucker for Love Ninja says, the first thing they say about me is I'm a sucker for love. Thank you, man. Who we got here? We got a couple more. Jay Rich. Jay Rich is in the building. He says, you the man, coach. Keep up the great work. I appreciate you. And Macaroni Tony says, went to Whole Foods this morning and spotted a Tracon hen. So I cold approached her and we exchanged Snapchat. 
all went well until I checked her snap story and seen an a la carte menu of robust offerings. CGA was right. They are on the spectrum. As the gamers say, it's GG's in the chat. Wait a minute. Are you, is that a real story? Listen, doesn't surprise me at all. All right. And so <laughs> he, she was like, you can have my Snapchat and you can see that menu of all the offerings around here. Wow. 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 Things in the game done change. I've told you plenty of stories, man. These stories are become, these stories are going to become more true and true. And by the way, ladies, we're going over the current standing economic standings again as a review. These, you know, it might seem repetitive, this information, but I want you to know it's um, this is what they're currently reporting. I'm not reaching back to some old shit to rehash the conversation again. Current outlets, media outlets, social services, research, study keeps updating the world on how bad women have it out here. You got it. You got it bad. They got it bad, ninja. Just wait. Just wait. Y'all be like, these hoes winning. And I'm, they, bruh, I'm telling you, it is bad. All right. What are we doing here? We got our man, Hakeem. Prince Hakeem is in the building with the co-sponsorship. I'm rich, bitch. He says, what's up? What's good, coach? These streams get me through my day at my job. Hearing things like happy wife, happy life. Another day in paradise, etc. From these married dudes at my job who look defeated every day reassures me that the only way is the free agent lifestyle. Although I'm not depressed, listening to your content comp, com, con, constant uh, complaining is depression in itself. He says, uh, thank you for these streams. They're appreciated. Free agent lifestyle for life. Constant complaint. All right, shout out to you, brother, there. And that means we can kick off today's show of Giselle Bunchen. We're going to go ahead and give you an update on Giselle Bunchen, according to the media, the, the rags. I almost said something else. They would have got me booted off of YouTube if I would have said it. But according to this media report on this outlet, Giselle Bunchen is having hard times. Giselle, Giselle Bunchen has hard times as she misses ex-husband, Tom Brady terribly after split. Now we're going to go ahead and run with this. One. We're definitely going to run with it and tell you what happened because I can tell you exactly what happened. And just, I can tell you what happened. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and look at it. it says right here. Well, she seems to be doing well. A new report says the model has reportedly had hard times when she misses and missed her husband, Tom Brady, ex-husband, I should say terribly. However, she also reportedly has zero regret regrets about ending her marriage to the future Hall of Famer NFLer after 13 years. Giselle is proud of herself for finding the courage to do the right thing for herself and for Tom, said the so-called insider. There has been some hard times when she missed him terribly, but she's focused on living her best life, the source dishes, before assuring that the catwalk star is in a good place mentally and physically. And as you guys know, earlier this year, they dropped the bomb on a divorce, and it was the divorce heard around the world, okay? And claims, uh, calling the claims very hurtful and all of these things, the crazy things I ever heard. They said that she was having an affair. She moved on to the Kung Fu instructor, and uh, she was out there partying in, in these streets. She was getting her, she was taking her clothes off. In these streets. But now she's saying, you know, she's having some hard times pulling away. And there's, this is indicative of a person who was not in love with Tom Brady. Yes. Mm. 
She was not in love with him. And when we go over why modern women can't love men, this right here is going to give you an indication. Number one, she wasn't in love with him. All right, she lost the love a long time ago. She had an attachment to him, and we're going to get to that in a minute, and that, thus why she has hard times moving on. In fact, indifference is the opposite of love. Hate is definitely in a situation where you had a parasite, but she had an attachment, and it's hard to move forward without thinking about the good times. And then the reality is she's trying to keep her foot in the door for a comeback after she gets done in these streets. In these streets. I think Tom Brady probably has moved on to the junior college. And, and in fact, we've asked sources of that. But what is happening here is, and this could happen in long-term relationships, marriages, and so forth and so on. What would happen is the woman gets a little discontent. She gets her feet put to sleep. She's bored. The streets are calling her. She wants attention like Aisha Curry. And essentially what's going to happen is she wants to go out there and test the market. Last ditch effort right around 45. If a woman makes it to age 45 in a marriage, this is test the market for the last ditch attempt to get the best suitor she can possibly get. If she makes it past 45, there's a very great possibility that she cannot get the suitor anymore. She doesn't qualify. It's much more difficult. Right. So the suitors actually go away significantly past age 45, not the sexual partners, but the suitors do. Right. So she's going to say, let me test the market one more last time to make sure I'm sure that this is the guy for me or not for me. And right about this age is when Giselle's doing it. Now, she's also wanting to go let her hair down, shake her ass, follow her goals and as uh, ambitions, start her business, make her own money, have her new personality separate from Tom Brady because the last 15 years it's been Giselle and Tom. And she's much more famous worldwide than Tom Brady, believe it or not. But she wants to have her separate personality. Now, all of these things can be accomplished within six months to two years. Six months to two years. When she accomplishes those things, she's going to look back and say, damn, I gave up all. I gave up my safety and security. I gave up being able to have a suitor or a mate for the rest of my life to be satisfied for a period of six months, as little as six months. So now once the six months is over, she said, damn, I accomplished everything. I mean, she did it, dude. She wrote, you know what I mean? She did out. This is allegedly. She accomplished everything. She got to walk around. She got to pose naked. She got to walk on the catwalk. She got to start her own business. She got to do all of that. And she found, she got to ride the carousel. She got to go on vacation. She had her boy toys. Then she found that she was unfulfilled. She still was not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> and now she's going to be like, mm, maybe I'll go back. And this is when you take your ex-girlfriend or your ex-wife back. When she tests the market. She tests the market. She thought the grass was greener. She tests the market. And then after she gets ran through more times on the Holland Tunnel, she comes crawling back. You know what? Let's try to make this shit work out. Let's just make it work out because what she wanted, she exactly got. And when she got it, she was like, well, I'm not happy. <laughs> so then she comes back and says, you know, we were meant to be together. We have real love. Look at our children. We built something. Why destroy? Why destroy when she actually did it? All right. She actually did destroy it for her own personal gain. Then she comes back to you and says, let's just write it out. I know we not, haven't been together for two years, but let's put everything back together like normal. Start over with a clean state slate. 
Don't talk about what happened the last two years. Let's just come on back. And she might have that. She might have that opinion here. So she accomplished everything. She got the experience, uh, sex without guilt, right? You know, because she was married. She was having sex with guilt, allegedly. Now, once you're divorced or separated, sex with no guilt. And she realized, oh, a lot of times what will happen is, yeah, she'll catch an STI. She'll get an STD scare. She'll get a pregnancy scare. Or she'll meet, um, she'll meet a domestic abuser. A girl, a guy will beat her up. A guy, she might, you know, go out to the nightclub and get groped and felt up on. You know, she might wake up with 15 hangovers. And she's going to be like, you know, I ain't going to be able to pull this shit off. I ain't going to be able to pull that. This is the rest of my life, getting felt and groped in nightclubs. All right. Having to sleep with billionaires for money. That's what she does. Allegedly having to uh, having to catch STIs with my peace leave out here. Puss, puss, pussing. Yeah. Hell no. And dudes using her for money. Dudes using her for money. Right. They're only with her for money. I mean, she's an alien looking chick, but she's like, this is terrible. I'm just go back here. I'm not happy. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just come on back. (laughs) <laughs> anyway and guys this is why you don't take exes back all right shout out to you brothers let's get the straggle and sniggle theater and we got a couple things that are going to lead into the even the next topic the economic status of american women let's get to it as why i talked to about it because i want to remind you brothers and warn you what you're getting into when you agree to love let's get it hey with me if you ride with me you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me that's a deal right straggling sniggle theater all right as you guys know we can play videos or stories that could be true or false they could be memes they could be skits or they can be outright real shows all right that's why we call it straggling sniggle theater so don't tell me it's a skit but anyway um, let's go with the first straggling sniggle theater. We're going to college. We're going to college, gentlemen. I graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech. And now, I don't know if this is, this is a New York Post article, but it seems to be, have been going viral. Sometimes these New York Post, what they do is they promote uh, OnlyFans girls. And these OnlyFans girls can, um, can uh, go to the New York Post and New York Post will develop a story around them to promote their OnlyFans. But this is a story here of a young woman that graduated with honors. And she says on the Internet, trolls said her graduation pictures make her look dumb as hell. Now, you see the photos here. I don't need to describe them. And I don't know here. You can put that. There's a lot of soggy, sloppy yogurt. Big fat whale tail. All right. There's a lot of pog in this video right here. But let's just take a look at a more safe for work image here. Um, I don't know what college this is. We'll perhaps go through it. This is definitely a Miss Piggy pog. I mean, look at the calves, the thigh ratio. It's definitely a pog. She definitely thick. All right, porcelain princess. She de- Does she have real red hair? Hello. All right, redheads can get it. All right, and there's two categories of redheads. Like, there's two categories of overweight people, right? There's two categories of overweight people. Overweight people who tuck their belly into their pants and overweight people who let their belly hang over the belt, all right? But there's two types of redheads, attractive ones and god-awful ugly ones. I mean, listen. <laughs> Like, there's no in-between when it comes to redheads. Like, there's redheads that just be smoking, and there are redheads that be looking like they sick, and there's just no in-between. They look like they the Undertaker coming in here. Death warmed over. So that there's no in-between. You know what I mean? There's two types. <laughs> All right, anyway. 
Uh, let's see here. Let's get into the story here about this straggling sniggle theater. Uh, we got uh, her cheeky graduation pics have social media split. And ce uh, celebration of earning a degree from the University of Arizona. No surprise there. Tell them, Joe Biden, Arizona. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> of course. One freakishly flexible scholar tossed on a pair of see-through platform heels indicative of a streetwalker or a stripper, that stripper attire, that streetwalker attire, just so you know. There's no in-between. And a red thong, the thong, thong, thong to pose in the upside-down split on a scripper pole that she stationed on the main yard of the campus. Now, let me just say this. If, if a man rolled a stripper pole, a student, a male student, rolled a stripper pole on the campus and told the girls to take pictures, he would be in jail. But, of course, she was able to roll a stripper pole and nobody says anything. Man, I tell you, man, this world's going to hell in a handbasket. Says right here, responding to an explicit worded, explicitly worded Twitter query about serving fierceness in an academic way. A redheaded recent grad known online as Rachel D. Yes. Tweeted like this along uh, alongside frames of her not so safe for work photo shoot. To the right of her eye popping split pic was a shot of her swinging around the pole, fully clothed in a white midi dress beneath the cap and gown regalia. The sexy snap scored more than 6.7 million views from a divided Twitter audience arguing over whether Rachel's risque display was fabulously fantastic or simply, simply, the article continues, simply what? Simply pornographic. All right, you know it. And people said the best damn graduation pictures ever cheered an approving fan. And as you can see right here, she has a white dress. And there she is in the full splits. The full splits. Another one says, how does one service? I can't even say that one. I'm going to keep moving on. And uh, somebody says, this is actually impressive as F. Another one says, this is beyond flexible. But fault-finding critics cringed at the sight of Rachel's presumed raunchiness. The backlash was reminiscent of the virtual vitriol received by a Florida A&M student who posed nude at her graduation flicks last spring. You remember the sister who did that. And by the way, just to update you on the story, because I know you guys don't watch every one of my videos. That sister ended up um, claiming that she was going to take professors down who she had potential affairs with or professors that tried to use there uh, used the punani or she tried to use her punani to lever leverage grades. She said she was going to take everybody down and embarrass the university. And since then, it's been quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. OK, so let's get into it. However, when a male high school student posed in a bathrobe in honor of his 2019 graduation feat, he was vi uh, virally dubbed a legend. All right. So they're saying when the man did it and there you go right there. Simply Poglicious, Poglicious. She definitely Poglicious. All right. And Arizona, she probably grew up in Tucson. I could tell she looked like a Tucson stripper to me. Look. All right. Uh, but anyway, they're showing a lot of that. Yeah, you know, Poglicious, porcelain princess. Uh, somebody says this is very 304-ish. Another one said degenerate. And another one says, you look dumb as hell. And adding the laughing emoji for emphasis. That's always a big troll move right there. In response to the flat, Rachel fired back, claiming graduated magna cum laude. Mm. Cum laude. Cum laude. 
Oh, is it Coom? Okay. She graduated Magnum Coom Laude with a 3.8 GPA and received over $40,000 in scholarship. Let's get you a mirror so we can see who's this tweet about, babe. I don't even know what that is. And on Instagram, where she also plastered her controversial stills, it says the Bendy grad who received the bachelor's in public health generously thanked her family and friends for the support. Cheers to the future, said Rachel in closing. And I'm sure go subscribe to her Lonely Fans account. But as you can see, we are living in a certainly a degenerate culture, culture of double standard. And uh, the old days are gone. She belongs to the community, the straights. She belongs to in these streets. Not you. All right. So definitely let's go to the next straggling sniggle. And we have a man. I can't identify his race, but Kanye might know. I'm not going to say what race, what people we know. I can't say that. Yeah, Kanye, we know you can't say that. But let's go take it to the shade room. Shout out to our man, Bishop T.D. Jakes. All right. But anyway, let's get to it here. Uh, <laughs> what? Hold on for a second. They got me out. Wait a minute. Let me see what happened. They deleted my account. We detected automated behavior on your account. What the hell? I ain't even. <laughs> hey, I don't even use this account. <laughs> they didn't kick me off of Instagram. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about here? New, 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 new world order. <laughs> they kicked me off of my damn. That's Nova's account. Somebody must have hacked into my Nova's account. All right. So what are we doing? The shade room? That's cold blooded. Let me see if I can pull it up. Let me see if they let me pull it up. All right, look. New, 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 new world order. Nova's account got jacked. All right, that's not even my main account. This is cold blooded out here. All right, so now I got to find the video because I'm logged. Okay, I found it. <laughs> Jesus. All right, they be after me all the time. They be after me all the time, brothers. I can't help. I can't help it. All right, so um, again, Kanye, take it away. I can't tell. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right, so here we go. It says black woman's call. Wait, black woman calls out white man after he yagas her wig off her head in New York City. All right, let's take a look at the video. This man just yagged my wig and kept on walking. There's demons in New York, I swear. Sisters, is this a big deal? Is this a big deal? Uh, you got your wig pulled off? Is it, Okay, let's get to it. For what reason? For what reason? For what reason did you take my wig off? Did y'all see that wig? It's a green wig. All right, here we go. Because what, what made you think that that was the good thing to do? What made you think that that was the good thing to do? For what? For what? Why did you do that? What makes you think that that's okay? Is that funny? Is that funny? Apologize. You don't even know me. No. Are you, do you hit women please, or something? Please. Why did you take my wig off and keep walking? There's no reason. Just For what, sir? Why? Why? Why did you take my wig off and just walk away? <laughs> Is that a green wig? Is that a green wig? I mean, she literally got the clown wig from The Simpsons on. And he's obviously drunk or high. He's out of his mind. And uh, this woman apparently is going berserk about this dude. Yaga, snatch that wig. Because what? Why? She physically assaulting him. Please, please. Nah, have a nice one. Have a nice day. You, you're nice as can. 
What is the right look? That's the wig. He needs somebody to be that wig got a tag on it. I'm dead ass. He dead ass. Sir. All right. And so looking at the comments, this apparently is an assault. All right. We have a sister here that says, I pray this never happens to me because I'm blacking out. Okay, a lot of wig wearing sisters in here. All right. Is this not an assault? This woman says, protect black women, quit playing with us. I can't really tell if she's black. Girl, stop yelling and kick them in the, you know what? Kick them in the balls. All right. Let me see here. This woman says, because she's not looking like a clown with that ish. What the F? Oh, she got ratioed as hell. But damn, I hate people making a scene like this all out and whatnot. Call the cops. And this woman obviously looks like a white woman got ratioed. We got some phone numbers being laid out here. And people says people are too comfortable disrespecting people. Last one says wig. Wig he wouldn't have snatched in his lifetime. All right. So here we go right here. People are saying put a handprint on his face. Is this a big deal? This a big deal? I get it. You know, I think you shouldn't be wearing these goofy ass wigs in the first place. But hey, listen, I can't stop you from doing what you want to do. I think it's absolutely goofy. But, you know, cosplay if you want. If you want to look like a clown out here, go ahead. I can't defend all that. All right, let's take it over to this prawn star, former prawn star or retiring prawn star, apparently. She's done possibly promoting some Lonely Fans account, and she wants her sins all washed away. So let's get to it. This woman apparently is a prawn star. You could go check her out if you want. I'm not promoting her. It says, what if I told you I hated that I did prawn? What if I told you I hated that my body is not my own? I'm tired of being a product. I'm not a person, and it's really killing me. I don't want to tell my truths because you'll use them against me. You don't say. She also goes on to say to be stalked, swatted, and stopped every second due to, due to the entitlement of others over your body is tiring. I'm done. I'm done. She says, I deserve to rule myself. I deserve love. Damn, love has literally no damn parameters. She says, I will not be sending nudes. I will not be posting segs. I'm done. She says, I'm not a product anymore. Enjoy what you have. Let me be. All right. She says, let me be. I ain't got no time to be out here showcasing myself. Not even for money. I degraded myself. My body is not my own. Entitlement. People grab on me like I'm a, just a piece of meat. They treat me like a piece of meat. And I don't deserve this. You guys don't have any entitlement over me. I own me. And I deserve to be loved by a sucker. I deserve to be loved for everything other than what I used, which was my body. All right. And I made money. I monetized myself. Now, all my sins are washed away. I'll be redeemed. I'll be redeemed. I'll be redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Filled with the Holy Ghost, I am. All my sins are washed away. I've been redeemed. Mm. All right, man. It's getting weird out there for you Generation Z people out here. You Generation Z guys, you guys don't know. Y'all going to be marrying prawn stars. Y'all going to be marrying former OnlyFans, skeezers, sugar babies. <laughs> mm. You know Ninja's going to impregnate her. Yeah. Just like uh, apparently they figured out who Lana Rhodes' baby daddy is. Blake Griffin was getting all that work. Apparently, it's not him. 
Shout out to Blake Griffin. I might have to delete a video I made about you. Mm. <laughs> right? I made a video about you referencing that you might have been ba Lana Rose's baby daddy. Allegedly. Remember, I didn't say you were. I said alleged. Now it ain't even you. All right, anyway. You said, where's the video? It's on my sports channel. All right, let's get into the next one here. These 304s winning, right? The government going to take care of them, right? Well, wrong. Mm. Let's get to the big story. Hundreds of Ripley residents face possible evictions. Now, before we roll the film of this straggling sniggle, what race of people do you think this is going to be? All right, I'll give you a couple seconds here. As there is a delay, slight delay here, what race of people do you think they're going to feature on Straggling Sniggle Theater? Of the women who are about to, hundreds about to face eviction. All right, yes, man, it is that time. Your rent's due, motherfucker. I can't help it. I can't help but wait to you, see you, or what you really down. Well, baby, one, you gotta stop. And I can't help but wait. Let's get into it, man. Uh, what are we doing here? Play the video. And tonight's big story, folks. Hundreds of people living at an apartment complex in Lauderdale County are bracing for the possibility they could find themselves homeless after a notice was given to vacate unexpectedly, they said. That was issued Friday. WREG's Jordan James explains more on what's happening. All right, there go some of y'all mamas and your sister, too. <laughs> All right, they live together in perfect harmony. All right, your mama and your sister out here looking straggalicious. My Lord have mercy. Let's get now, to it. Now, and what's next? We have nowhere to go. Uncertainty is looming for tenants at Ripley Terrace Apartments. Don't nobody have family down here. Don't nobody have anything down here. Well, I mean, if you said black women, you were 100% right, except for there looks to be a white woman back here. Or a, I can't tell. It's a they, them. On Friday, residents at the low-income apartments received a letter from their property manager, Sherwood Management, saying they had to vacate the premises immediately Damn. after the city found the living conditions to pose a risk to health and safety. We didn't go to court. We weren't, um, we didn't have a warning. We didn't get a two-week warning, a month warning. We literally had no idea about this. Yeah, that's, that's reprehensible behavior. Just like, I, you know, Tiger Woods, same thing when he kicked the girl out. I was like, can't do that. Um, this is reprehensible. You should at least get a couple of weeks notice. I mean, 30 day notice is the basic requirement. And even that is not enough in many cases, uh, depending on how large your property is that you're renting, right? You got a bigger house and you got to find a house that's comparable. You need about 60 days, but in a low income housing apartment, it's going to be difficult for these residents to find other housing because they're using government programs to qualify for them vouchers and section eight and thus and the government moves very slow so for them to get up and pick up and move is very difficult but um this is why i tell you don't depend on the government this is one of the government traps that tends to happen um and because then you can't get served fast this is why you would want to control your own destiny manifest destiny you will want to control your own situation and i don't want to hear shit about these people or victims. They chose to live like this. Look at this back in the background. Take a look. All right. Uh, take a look at what we got here. They chose to live like this. And they thought they were, by the way, they thought they were getting over on the state. And guess what happened? They got got. Mm. And so this is typical. This is typical. Yes, they're being treated unfairly, in my opinion. And they can't find other suitable housing because they're probably paying $8 in rent or $80. they are probably paying $80 a month. And some of them are probably still behind in rent.
All right, but they chose this, and so I can't feel sorry for them because they, they chose their scenario. Sometimes people are down bad, but look at the vehicles in the back. These tend to look like newer vehicles, right? Look at this vehicle here. All right, we got a new, we got a Dodge Challenger and shit over here. All right, what's going on here? Warning, a month warning. We literally had no idea about this. The notice comes a week after a stop work order was issued by the city of Ripley after code enforcement found multiple violations ranging from infrastructure to electrical problems. Wowzers. All right. So we got there. We got our first niggle appears on the screen here. I don't know. Can we scroll in? I can't zoom in. Our first niggle appears. And I bet you he talks about getting free Punani in this Ripley community. He'd be like, coach, I get free Punani out here in Lauderdale. Take a look. We got a young straggle flat back here. All right. She definitely a single mother. And look at what we got. Death row records. We got the spokesperson, the whitest black woman out here with a tattoo on her cheek. Take a look at this, man. This is reprehensible behavior right here, right here, right here. Oh, the humanity. This dude does smashed everything up in here. He smashed all of these chicks. <laughs> all right, let's get to it. This niggle here. All right, here we go. That residents say they have dealt with for years. I can't take a shower. I have built a mold in my shower. I have built a mold in my tub. And then I move in apartment, baby, the bathroom sink being broke. Look like if it's a walk out and do the stanky leg. Oh, no. Man. What was that again, ma'am? We got to repeat these things here. After code enforcement found multiple violations ranging from infrastructure to electrical problems that residents say they have dealt with for years. I can't take a shower. I have built a mold in my shower. I have built a mold in my tub. And then I move in apartment, baby, the bathroom sink being broke. Look like if it's a walk out and do the stanky leg. Okay. Baby, I can't have that. The Who mama is that? Who mama is that? Effect of hundreds of residents being displaced prompted Ripley Mayor Craig Fitzhugh to stop by the complex Saturday afternoon. Somebody said, then move again. A lot of these, uh, as you guys see, man, this is straggling sniggle. A lot of these situations they, they brought on to themselves, right? The life that style that they lived, um, the choices that they made. And then, then when they get it, they take advantage of the government. Oh, I'm and, and this, this qualifies as low income housing. They go for it and then they complain. Oh, our shit ain't up to snuff. And I don't believe people should live in these conditions. However, you walk this line. All right. You walk this path. And then here you are with no ability to fix it because there's no man. There's no man that's going to get down to fix that sink. I got I got a copy of one of these last night. Right. And uh, believe me, I'm not going to get into what's in that letter. In right. But I can tell you that there are things that are absolutely wrong. Mayor Fitzhugh refuted the claims made. All right, they go some white folks there. Boy, they look like they live in there too, boy. They down bad. Crystal Metheny and Blake. Blake. All right, shout out to Blake. ...by Sherwood Management, which suggested that the city is responsible for the notice to vacate. What they want to do is, is throw it all out of your apartment. Right. right. It, it appears to us there's a vacant apartment that they could redo yep. and move you they over there yes. and then move this way. You're not going to anywhere unless you want to. Words that residents hope hold true following a future filled with uncertainty. But when he say, like, they might put us in another apartment, y'all just don't know. God just spoke. Reporting in Ripley, Jordan James, WREG, News Channel 3. Yes, Abasa. Yeah, that's what I was. I was thinking the same thing. This white man came in. Law help. God didn't. 
God done sit the white man down here, the white man, whatever you say, whatever you say, white man say he going to be in here, white man. And that dude was giving them lip service. What we should do is move you from there over there. And it was like, yes, sir, master. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> right? Lord, the white man came down with his ruling and we know you sent him, Lord. We can't do nothing about that unless the white man tell me what to do. All right, the white man then told us they might move me from here and there. And the Lord answer our prayers. Lord, heavenly God, I pray that you get a white man to solve all my problems because mm -hmm. I can't solve them myself. All right, I made all the bad. <laughs> what the hell? Yo, man, y'all people in the South, Tennessee, y'all behind like 26 years at least. Y'all behind two, 26 years. That's going to lead us into the next part of the show but that's straggling sniggle today we're gonna give you the update like, ride with me if you ride with me you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky come get high with me that's a deal right all right shout out to the white man for rescuing everybody he ain't even do anything shout out to him he the mayor you know he going home tonight like these ninjas gonna be mad at me i gotta get my votes up let's get to the super chats thank you for the support be real mahogany. Going back to an ex is like walking into a forest and seeing the same tree twice. It means you lost. Indeed. Mm. You, you've ever been lost in the forest. Seeing that same tree twice is an L. Blick Panther AJ says, Coach, I work on a team of 11 engineers, myself being the youngest. The older, the older guys all have uh, been divorced at least once. The other two younger guys on my team are married with kids. And they're not even 30. So you might live in the sounds like you live in the South. All right. So, yes, um, as you can see, CGA is right. Shiny Pan says, Coach, love your content. Keep it up, bro. Cheers from London. Shout out to you, brothers. Cheers again. Hashim Shabazz. Oh, well, BWs need a wake up call. It's all their fault. Not according to them. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right. MC Hamster. Love is a state in which a man sees things more decidedly as they are not. This is another Nitschke quote. If she ain't com complimenting your life, let her go. Let her go. Some of you guys need women, though. So I, I need to do a show on that. Shout out to the RN Olu. Coach, your stream the other day about how sex drops off in the cohabitation was so alarming and sad because I'm living that nightmare. It's nothing like I've ever experienced. Thanks for the realness. Again, people know I be kicking it real. And uh, there shouldn't be a secret. This should not be a secret. But a lot of men, it is a secret to you. When you move in with your girl, Cash App didn't change the whole damn format on me. Right? In the middle of my show. I'm using the new Cash App website. Thank you. Now I can't even realize where I'm at. But let me just get back to what I was saying. Guys, I don't want this to be a surprise. You're going to move in with your boo. You're going to move from your mama's house. You think you about to clap cheeks like crazy for the entirety of your cohabitation. This is not a secret. When you move in, you guys are going to make love like bunny rabbits. You guys are going to make love like bunny rabbits. The first six weeks to two months. After that, the shit is going to drop off like crazy. And there's many reasons why that happens. One of the main reasons are is that Familiarity breeds content. The efforts are going to decline. Absences make the heart grow fonder. All right. And also, she's thinking she's taking a loss. She's going <laughs> to, she's thinking she's going to take a loss. Right. So she's, 
you know, um, in their mind, they've always leveraged vagina. Punani, the peace league, they've always leveraged it. So now she's might be in her first situation where she is not able to leverage it anymore. Right. Because she's right there. She can't be like, oh, I'm doing something else. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm traveling. I'm at work. She right there. I'm seeing you right there. And since you're there, why aren't your feet to 10 toes up? And then she's got to come up with an excuse. But at first, you guys were in love. You had the chemicals and you were clapping cheeks. But she now is going to say, you're getting all this access to free Punani. She's going to think that she's losing the battle. Immature women always leverage sex as the last thing that they can leverage. Okay, so now she's like, this dude, I'm, I, I'm having sex with him like three times a day, uh, six days a week. And what am I getting from this? Because what she's getting hasn't increased. She already got it. She already got the apartment, the safety, security. Like you don't now do extra things to get that sex. You used to have to take her out. You have to you used to have to dress up. You used to have to meet her somewhere. You used to have to entertain her. Now you've done none of that and you got free access to her in her mind. And her friend's going to be like, girl. Girl, you doing all that? You dropping your neck? And he only giving you barbecue? What or what? It's barbecue in there. In her mind, she thinks she's losing the get battle. So now she got to start leveraging it. She might even start arguments with you just to make sure she don't give you that punani. Right before bed, right before bedtime, y'all been hanging out the whole day. It's been drama free. Everything's been working right about 930. She got to start that argument for her own personal self-esteem or whatever the hell she's about to start it for. She's got to start that argument so she can, huh, I can't believe you said that, <laughs> right? Now she can go, huh, and take the covers and pull them off of you and shit. And you're like, oh, what happened? What? Now she don't have to give you that panani. The end of the night argument. You didn't been together the whole night. Y'all been warming up. Y'all been promise each other. I'm going to touch you. All right, I'm going to look you up and down until you say stop. All right, she'd be like, I'm going to drop that neck. And then the end of the night argument cancels all of that shit. Nah, never mind. Never mind. If you're going to be that way. <laughs> all right, shout out to Juan Primeras. He says, I'm not a prawn star. No mo. I've been delivered. All right, been saved by the Holy Ghost. But uh, yeah, that's one of the things that happens. Uh, shout out to you on that. And it is just a reality. It's a reality. It's a reality situation. Guys, I've been around the block. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. And is this everybody know? But yeah, this is this is how it works. This is how it works. She needs her self-esteem plumped up. And you don't do the things you used to do when you got me. Shout out to Jay Cool. He says, I know, I know this man who has known a woman for a while before she was divorced. She recently got divorced from her tall and good-looking husband in her early 40s. And he's in his 50s. They started dating and she started pressuring him for marriage. He's not only dumped her. He not only dumped her. He then, and th wait, he not only dumped her then and there, but he said he's never going to take her back. All right. So yeah, she, she, um, she tried to run out there, test the marketplace and got sent back properly, properly. We got our man. We're going to call you. I'm going to call you offset because that's what your name looks like every time I look at it. All right. Well, before we do that, that is a very lengthy chat and I'm going to have to go ahead and get the lights up. Do me a favor. Get the lights up. Check out my book, The Evolution.
So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, and women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? Right, let's get into it. Offset says when my girlfriend suddenly asked me to include the HOA email list and have access to my house alarm system via the app. Okay, he says, why did she ask that? I said, when you said why, why is my girlfriend suddenly asking me to be included on the HOA email list and have access to my house alarm system via the app, via the app? However, just 15 minutes later, she changed her mind and said, we need to sit down and talk. I can't help but feel it's always something. We've been living together for two years, but I'm the one who owns the house. I don't even use the app on my phone or receive HOA emails unless there are bills to be paid. It is important to note that she takes depression medication and her emotion seems to vary greatly from day to day. She tends to have more bad days than good often up experiences anxiety, headaches, and fatigue, and always tired. This is also going to happen to you when you cohabitate. All right. As you guys know, when you date it, you probably seen none of these things. You never seen her on her period. You never seen her sick. You never seen her depressed. When you were dating her before you moved in, you never seen her with diarrhea. You never seen her even with the common cold. You never seen her with any migraines or headaches. When you move in, she's going to have all of those things. Let's continue here. If given a chance, I think she would uh, she would sleep all day. Oh, that's a big one, man. Hey, I don't I don't deal with sleeping ass women. All right. I don't deal with that. Ladies, if you want to sleep into the middle of 9, 30, 10, 10, 30, 11, sleep at your house. I'm not because uh, I'm an early bird. I'm not about to tiptoe around my damn house because you want to sleep. All right. Sleep. Go home to your own house. The only way you're staying over here is if you get your ass up. I'm not. No, 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 no. I cannot stand that. That is complete. It's completely disrespectful. Well, I need more sleep. Go take your ass to your house. Do not sleep at my house. You're going to be sleeping in 9, 10, 10, 30, 11, 11, 30, 12. No. Waiting for her to get up. And then soon as she get up, what we doing today? Okay. What have I done today? What do you mean? What we doing today? Now I'm supposed to be at your beck and call. And what are you doing? And what's going on and here and there? And what we doing today? Do we have any plans? When you've been sleeping all day, fuck that, man. I can't hear, dude. That's a that's a that's an annoyance. That'll get your ass to never be invited over again. I'm just letting you know, and I'm not gonna tell you either. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you. 
I'm not going to tell you, but sleeping in women is not, I don't, that's not a plus to me. And I don't mind you taking a nap either because I got pet peeves. I got pet peeves. This is why I don't cohabitate. Like if you get up in the morning and you take a nap at noon, that's a whole different story. In my world, in my world, that's a different story, right? Then I get it. All right. You were like, I'm going to just go lay down. All right, cool. <laughs> then I can go do what I want to do. But don't be sleeping in and wake up. All right, what we doing? And then I go to sleep at, at 9, 10, 10, 30, 11. You up 1, 2, 3 in the morning, sleeping in the noon. Oh, hell, bruh. I cannot stand that. So this ninja got a whole problem on his hands. He says, sometimes it feels like she intentionally tries to make me feel miserable along with her. I ignore the BS and go on about my day. Sometimes you can get caught up on it. It's infectious. Yes, misery loves company. He says, on top of this, I cover 100% of the bills, handle all the housework, and you hire a cleaning service. Let's just go ahead and... Brothers, this is why I do... This is why I do what I do. Guys, there are a lot of men. Okay. There are a lot of men. That are in this boat. They don't talk. They don't super chat. Thank you for the super chat. They don't talk. You don't hear from them. They're watching my show. This is why the show is getting number. I have a silent majority. They're just watching. Like he knows everything that I've been through. There are men dealing with this shit. And this is not love. This is not a relationship. This is a parasite. And I'm going to get, I was going to get to this later, but I'm going to show you a video real quick. I'm going to show you a video. He has a parasite, all right? You have a sickness. This is similar to Lyme disease, a tick. All right, let me show you real quick. And most of you guys, you don't have love. You have a parasite. And they're going to define what a parasite is. Let's go ahead and define it. Listen and listen closely. Listen and listen closely. Welcome to Moo Moo Math and Science and Parasitism. Fair use. Parasitism is a relationship between two species of plants or animals in which one benefits at the expense of the other. Many times the parasites live in or on the host and may even cause the host to die. Let's take a look at a couple of examples. All right, I'll, I'll show you a couple of examples. They, they didn't cover this. They didn't cover this. But uh, we'll show you a couple of examples of a parasite. Uh, example number one. All right, you guys don't realize it. Here's a parasite right here. This would be a picture of a parasite right here. And which one? It's benefits at the expense of the other most of you guys are married to parasites we're going to get to that in a minute we're going to get to that you guys don't realize this and not only that free women cost the most okay all men pay and the reason why this parasite exists is because you allow it to exist it feeds off of you until you dead ninja that's what a parasite is all right i've been trying to i've been trying I've been trying to alert you guys to the, what this is. You guys don't have love. You guys have parasites. You have people who are attached to you. You remove the source. Right? right? What a parasite does is once the, once the host dies, they move on to another host. Or if the host removes said parasite, tick, leech, all right, you try to do everything. You light the leech on fire. You, you, you burn the leech out. You burn the tick out of your skin. They don't want to go. They got it good. You got it bad. Now, once you get that damn uh, parasite out, they're going to find another host. They're going to find another one. 
Okay. And they will find that host until it dies. We also have another definition called the symbiote. This is in the Marvel comics, the symbiote. The symbiote is like a larva type alien that gets into the system of someone, a host that the host can actually benefit, right? Uh, that means the host has human form and the symbiote is not have human form, but they can use the host to do human form shit so that the symbiote benefits. Unfortunately, the symbiote slowly kills the host. Yes. Okay. So the symbiote slowly kills the host. And then what they'll, what they'll find is that the symbiote will simply remove once the, once the host is no longer a benefit, the symbiote slides out of the host and goes and finds a new host. Right? So if you've seen the movie Venom, Venom has the symbiote. And when you think about what this guy just described, I don't even have to describe it for you, ladies and gentlemen. Our brother just described it. He has a symbiote. He has a parasite. And uh, she's basically um, low form, putting him in misery by saying she's depressed and anxious. I, I'm going to tell you, man, do not deal with people who are depressed and anxious. I don't look at it as a I'm not sympathetic to this disease. I'm not sympathetic to it. Look, if you just can't get a hold of your goddamn life and you're so entitled that you are so pitiful, hey, man, go somewhere else. I'm not a rest haven for depressed and manic depressants and anxious people. Do not use that. Well, I had depression. Well, get, man, listen, go fix your damn life. So she's using that against him and she's using her emotional roller coaster for him to go on to. So she'll next say she wants you to go to therapy with her. Do not do it. That's that's misery loves company. If she wants to go to therapy, let her go with it. I don't need to be there. I don't even need to be with you, first of all, but I definitely don't need to go to therapy with you guys. Look out for these signs, man. Cuff your balls and kick this bitch to the curb. So what you're going to find out is she's going to ruin your life. She's going to make it hard for you to remove her hard. And this is because she doesn't love you. It's because she's a parasite. All right. Parasites do not like to be removed from their host. Once they attach in, they now got you and they got control of you and they can benefit more from you than you can actually get from them. Okay. So watch out for this stuff, man. This is, this is crazy. Again, a lot of people will call this love. Guys, this is not love. This is a miserable person who's going to be, who, I mean, she essentially, she essentially is not going to be able to find someone else to take the dumbass deal you're taking. Nobody else will take this deal. It's going to take her a long time to find and slither up on somebody else to take a dumbass deal like that. Just trust me. All right. Um, and then what she's going to do is either die a slow death or take you into the abyss with her. All right. That's, you don't have much choice. All right. Shout out to you. Good luck in your situation. She's going to die a slow, painful death, and she's going to be having, she's going to be uh, uh, putting roots on you. She's going to be putting voodoo on you, showing up, stalking you. This is not love because I, a person who loves you would not do this to you. By the way, I don't believe in love, but I'll show you what type of love I believe in. But a person who loves you wouldn't do this to a person. Make you suffer because they have an inability to cope with life. And more and more people are going down this, this sickness why this generation Z, everything you, everything you do, you have to be diagnosed for it. You have to label it. Well, I have this and I have that. You guys are some crazy ass people. Well, I had trauma and I had, dude, everybody got trauma. Get over your bullshit. Well, I have the inability to, I have peanut allergy and I have a uh, ability to deal with people who yell and curse at me. And I have the inability to work hard, laborious jobs. And I have the inability to work out in the sun. 
I'm sun deficient, but sun drying. Like, if you're that type of person, number one, if you're listening to my show, correct your bullshit. Everybody got shit. Everybody has it. I don't care. And then you want to run the victim Olympics on top of that. I do. I am not sympathetic to people like this. I'm not. I'm just letting you know, I'm going to be cold on your ass. And the number one reason why I'm going to be cold on your ass. Pause. The number one reason why I'm going to be cold is because I overcame a lot of bullshit. I overcame trauma, backstabbing, guilt. Um, I, you know, people guilting me for making decisions to preserve. I came, I overcame a lot of shit, homelessness, divorce. I persevered. I stood strong. I fought. I stood my ground. I stood on my square. I did that shit in the face of all kind of adversity. In fact, adversity is something you should embrace because if you can triumph over adversity many, many times, and you will, life is not easy. If you can triumph over adversity, you actually will find that you're a stronger, more resilient person. But if you are a wussy out here, I have no tolerance for you. I have no tolerance for the bullshit. Go feel sorry for yourself. What I call that is a pity party of one. But you ain't going to make this a date or a double date. I'm not doubling down with you. I'm going to just go ahead and disconnect myself from you and let you go. Take it. You can take it from here. I'm not going to therapy with you. I'm not riding this shit out with you. I'm not helping you. I'm not. No, I got enough shit on my plate. I got enough crazy shit on my plate. I got enough crazy people in my life. I don't need another one. So if if you're not a resilient person, hey, <laughs> it is what it is. What do you want me to do? But I'm not going to feel sorry for you. All right, it is what it is. I always have to tell you guys that, man. I, I ain't going down with you. I ain't going down with, hey, guys, do not let people take you down. You're, you're swimming strong. They can't get their life together, and they want to take you down and sink you. No, you ain't about to sink my battleship because you can't get your life together. No. And by the way, guys, you have no control over this. More than likely, you're going to be blamed for that person's inability. They got 15 diagnoses, diagnoses. They got all these problems. They got qualified for this. I can't be out in the sun more than 15 minutes, and I can't be in the dark more than 30. Oh, I need to solve for this. Now I got to be 15 to 30 minutes getting your ass from sun to dark and dark to sun. I don't think so. And if I don't do it on time, you're supposed to remind me not to be in the sun. You're supposed to remind me not to go to the dark. Not. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Bullshit. Nah, man, I, I like myself way too much to be put up with that shit. Anyway, let's get back to the ladies here. All the single ladies. Let's follow up on that last straggling sniggle story. And uh, ladies, this is going to be another warning here. Uh, this is a warning more to men, not to ladies, because I'm not trying to co correct women's behavior. I'm not trying to win you over. I basically know what you are. And I know you guys need men at the end of the day, but we're still playing this foolish game and it's actually turning into foolish prices. Let me show you what's going on here. Uh, most of the time you see a story, they're going to essentially be uh, whatever the scenario is. They're going to say women are more affected, right? There's a phrase here. All right. So here it is right here. AI threatened jobs are mostly held by women. This is a great article. One of our super chatters sent yesterday. And it says executive secretaries, payroll clerks, human resources, all of these 
choice careers that they got into, liberal arts degrees, they're all going to be replaced and dominated. All right. The majority of them are going to be replaced by AI simply because you just sit around firing off emails, answering calls, pushing pimples, pencils around in papers, filing shit. This can all be done by AI and uh, you will be more likely replaced. But they're going to say this is a societal gender bias, although it's AI. AI don't care about biases. You're going to show you that in a minute. But it says right here with artificial intelligence. While it's uh, while artificial intelligence is seeding upheaval across the workforce from screenwriters to financial advisors, the technology will disproportionately replace jobs typically held by women, according to a human resource analyst from Revealio Labs. And it says right here, the distribution of gender genders. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. Genders. Is this a male versus female? I thought there were 180 genders. The distribution of genders across occupation reflects the biases deeply rooted in our society with women often being confirmed, wait, being confined to roles such as administrative assistants and secretaries. You mean confined to roles or choosing, choosing roles, settling for roles. They were strong and independent. Consequently, the impact on a of AI becomes skewed along gender lines. It's funny when they talk about this, there's only two genders. It's funny when they talk about this, there's only two genders. Where's the study of the 180 genders? Anybody? What that mean? But when it comes to using it against men, there's only two. And the Revealio Labs identifies jobs that are most likely to be replaced by AI based on the study from the National Bureau of Economic Research. Then they identified the gender breakdown of those jobs and found that many of them are generally held by women, such as billing, account collectors, payroll clerks, and executive secretaries. Take a look at the jobs. All right. Take a look at the jobs. Word processor, typist, interpreters, translators, proofreaders, uh, copy markers. What is this? Uh, writers, authors, screen. Some of these um, some of these people in Hollywood that writes that write um, scripts. The writers, y'all need to go anyway, because y'all was acting a fool anyway. Y'all was woke anyway. Telemarketers, secretaries, administrative assistants, all right, sales reps, and so forth and so on. You see what's going on there. And um, it says right here, the chief says as many as 30% of these positions could possibly be replaced by automation over five years, potentially resulting in a loss of about 7,800 jobs. That's at, a, that's at IBM. All right, so that's at IBM, 30%. Of jobs, and this is going to go across the board. Sometimes, if you you know, if you work in a labor field, and they, you know, they have forklifts that are AI could replace you as well, but highly unlikely compared to these pencil and paper pushing jobs. You guys are out of here. <laughs> you guys are out of here. Let's go to the next one, and how that's going to affect guys. Um, the reason I teach you this is because I want men to know that while. Some women might be coming back to the table with humbleness, with meekness, with the ability and willingness to serve. The spirit of submission, the absence of the Jezebel or the spirit of Lilith. All right. Um, what they're doing is they're dumping bullshit into your backyard. All right. What they're doing is they're experiencing an economic calamity and you're the source. You're going to be the answer to their problems temporarily. And the great American struggle, take a look here. 
we're in bad, we're in bad times here economically. We know this. I've been telling you that we're going to be here, and y'all thought I was doom and gloom. The great American struggle. Seventy two percent of women report financial stress, and that's compared to sixty seven percent of men. So sixty seven percent of men can't even handle their own business, and this can include married men. But the majority, slight majority, is going to be women experiencing financial stress. A significant number of Americans are facing financial struggles with 58% of them relying on each paycheck to make ends meet. Okay. This isn't putting anyone down. I'm just telling you that if a person comes to you and says, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. I'm looking for something that lasts. I'm looking for a commitment. More than likely, they're looking for a financial bailout. Okay. They're looking for a financial means to survive. Okay, their lease is up. You're going to find out when we get to the love thing. If you ask the right questions, eventually they're going to say something like this. Well, I'm looking to move. Right? Ask the right questions. Don't be afraid. You're meeting with them, and uh, you're going to ask them, hey, so how's it living? Where do you live? They're oh, well, you know, I live in a, you know, there's a kind of a, and there's a guy, and I live in a, divorcee's house and they have an 18 year old 19 year old 20 year old son living with them and he smokes weed all day and you know and it's just they ain't gonna start him and it hauling oh really and you know it's a temporary thing you know i just moved in town and and i just was behind on rent and i'm looking to rent a place and i'm look they're looking for a relationship they're looking to move in they're looking to move in <laughs> you know you're like oh i see your rent's due you're looking for a goofy you looking for a goofy, oh, you know, my car and I just couldn't get my car and my tires and my engine and my engine blew up the oil chain. These people aren't looking for love. These people are looking for a host. So let's give you to the article here. Financial stress is on the rise. Yes. And it has been on the rise since the C-19 pandemic with over 50 percent adults reporting an increase in financial anxiety. Shit, this is everybody, man. Everybody got financial anxiety, all right? You don't even know when your next paycheck going to come from. The survey highlighted the financial pressures facing Americans during the scamdemic, all right, with, with rising basic household expenses, inflation, and instability all contributing to the increased anxiety. Women in particular, remember, anything that happens, women mostly affected. That's how the article is going to be framed, all right? Because if they say men are out here struggling, nobody cares. Women in particular are feeling the squeeze with lower pay by choice and higher childcare costs. How is that the woman's problem? That not that the family's problem? Adding to their financial stress. All right. Again, um, you guys didn't know the Rockefellers did you dirty. According to my book, I told you they actually let you paint yourself into this corner. The rising cost of basic household expenses, including rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Groceries. All right. Let's get the groceries. It's barbecue in there. And utilities coupled with inflation were cited as the primary drivers of financial stress for almost 60% of respondents. Let's get to the next article because this is just hammering the point. And by the way, date of the article, just so you know, so you don't think I'm repeating myself, this is April of 2023. All right, so let's go to the next one right here. Half of American women. See, this is another article. Guys, guys women are most affected. Uh, here we go. Half of American women. Report struggling financially today, struggling half, leaving them worried and uncertain about retirement. Date of the article, May 16th, so two weeks ago. This is going to be a constant thing, and it's not going to get better in the next five years. This is going to get worse. It's going to be 75% at one point. 
All right. A lot of them tried to take the shortcut and they end up taking the long cut. Key takeaways, just over half of American women age 25 and older. Here we go. And that's you. Say that they do not consider themselves financially secure. And 77% of low-income women say the same. And that's you. Age 25 and older. What do we say about 25? That is a critical, pivotal year in a woman's life and availability. All right. They become very savvy and in tuned of how to manipulate successfully. When they're younger than that, they're still figuring it out and they're using immature ways to manipulate. And I do have a video to show um, of immature ways to manipulate and which is throwing temper tantrums, okay? Here's an immature way to manipulate that sometimes young girls get stuck in and even older women do this as well. Uh, Here it is right here. This is my ex-girlfriend, not my child or autistic sibling. She would throw fake tantrums like this when she get caught cheating or lying. All right, take a look. He does have a Brock Lesnar tattoo in the middle of her chest, which should be a red flag, but you ninjas keep trying to avoid it. Anyway, going back, once she hits 25, she cannot manipulate this way, or she can, if she chooses to manipulate this way, she's going to feel very, very dumb. All right, so then she has to figure out how to strategically tell you what, what you want to hear. Well, I'm looking for something long term and I'm looking to be somebody, somebody, and I want somebody to be important to me and blah, 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 blah. You have to understand in this day and age, more than likely, more likely than not, this person is in financial peril. This is the data. And I've been warning you about this. This person does not is not looking for love. They're looking for a fool. They're looking for a fool. Take a look at the data. The data is what, look, we got half, 75%, 77% here. 90, 90% of women express support uh, for eight of the 13 potential policy solutions. They're talking about uh, uh, voting for Biden. Nearly half of women report not having an employer-sponsored retirement plan. Oh, mm. nearly half. I mean, man, dude, if you're taking deals today, if you're taking deals You guys better do your due diligence. You're taking most of the time. It's going to be a bad deal. You're going to be taking somebody that is messed up. And ladies are like, I know men like this too. I do too. We're going over there and do your show about this. Most men don't even have the ability to support themselves barely in this economy, let alone lonely ass men looking for love. Okay. You're going to get ran out or you ran over here, bro. You're going to get ran over in this situation. Let me show you here. The buy now pay later program here uh says here households households are trying to get into the buy now pay later programs which is not good it's kind of like when people live off of credit cards or payday loans the next thing here we're looking at the main reason for using buy now pay later want to spread out payments as a blue chip and this is a blue chip moment this should be scrolling across my screen where's my producer it's a blue chip moment The current economic future of American women is bleak. Okay, we are, when people are buying things, they're actually buying them on credit, high interest. They're also buying them maybe with other people's money or whatnot. And um, this is kind of the state right here uh, that we're going in. And people are going to get in trouble long-term. They're not going to be able to keep this ball. It's going to be like whack-a-mole. They are not going to be able to keep this ball up because they will get 
too in too deep and they will find a way to say these things are predatory. Oh, they predatory lend to me. Okay, try not to get involved in those type of uh, scams there. All right, so that was uh, the show. Shout out to my timestamp guy who didn't get the notice that I switched subjects. But uh, I'm going to end this subject matter, and then we're going to see if there's Super Chats. Then we're going to move on with the remainder of the show. Next, coming up, we're going to AI. Are we going to AI? Oh, we should be going to AI. Let's get let's kick it. Let's kick it with the AI. Let's continue. All right. Uh, speaking of AI, let's take a look at the unrealistic beauty standards of artificial intelligence. AI has now dominated the landscape, right, with the news, and they have a version of the perfect person in its eye-opening and eye-opening look at unrealistic beauty standards. Okay. So given the chance and the opportunity, artificial intelligence was asked what the perfect specimen looked like. And AI has come back and they have told us that this is the representation of the perfect specimen. The beauty standards presented in media is always a source of attention as it has been a large, had a large effect on how we view ourselves. With the rise of AI, the Bulimia Project wanted to see what type of ideal body popular image generators would produce. The results are eye-opening. Doll E2, stable diffusion and mid-journey all produced men and women whose bodies were highly unrealistic. As these systems were trained on materials provided by developers, the results are really a look at our unrealistic beauty standards. So take, take a look right here for the gentleman. Take a look for the gentleman, what the ideal body looks like. My goodness. That's going to require you to trend hard. Eat clean, all right? And uh, definitely test all day. My Lord have mercy. You're just working in the gym. As for the woman, we have a Latina woman, a darker skin. Latina woman or a darker skinned individual. And um, she looks like uh, she's ready to do uh, the gordita dance in 10 years and a couple of tortillas. All right. But uh, she's looking pretty good right there. I will give her a good look. She's a good look. And they're going to blame this on eating this. Oh, we got some more pictures here. Man, they all over the place. Uh, I don't know about this woman. She's a little too fit. All right. But it is what it is. And we got a uh, sloppy yogurt Kaylee over here. All right, this is going to be all kind of sloppy. You won't be able to hold on to nothing on this body right here, but it's looking good. I take it. I take it. This one over here is a little too much. What else? Uh, here we go right here. They talked about blonde women. All right, uh, where's the men? All right, so here we go with the gentleman. Good Lord. All right, so we got a, we got a younger neotness. There's no old women on here. There's no fat women. There's no thick women on here. All right, I had to uh, burst your bubble the other day, brothers. In the world... Even with AI, Ninja, ninjas are fit, men and women, fit, firm, and all of that, tightly packed. And the men are tightly packed, too, pause. All right, let's go down. Uh, what else we got? We got a white girl in the redhead, and she got abdominal muscles. I don't need all that. All right, oh, we do have a, we do have a redhead, and again, thin line between attractive and ugly. But she does have a nice rounded midsection out there. I take that. Oh my goodness, gentlemen, ninja, y'all better go get in the gym. Better go get in the gym. All right, this is possible, but you're gonna need some. You're gonna need some help. All right, what do we got here? All right, we got some darker hair, vixens, and this like this. Oh, there's the black man. Black man makes the list. Brothers, 
Ninja, get your S-curl out. Get your Murray's wave kit out. All right, look at my brother here. All right. There's no older men on here either. All right, just so you know. Uh, anyway, and there's no overweight men. I'm sorry, overweight women or overweight men. All right, so guys, uh, AI is going to change the game in terms of ideal and certainly in terms of uh, creating images that are idealistic to sell to men and the women. This is going to be a thing going into the future. Absolutely. All right, let me check the Super Chats. Next coming up, will Harry finally wake up about his marriage to Meghan Markle? All right, and for some reason, let me see something here. <laughs> For some reason, I don't think I got everything I needed to get on my list. Okay, all right. All right, yep, that's what we're doing. We're doing Prince Harry next, and then we're also going to do uh, seven reasons why modern women cannot really love men. You guys heard one, economics. Okay, if they're trying to attach to you, most of the time, it's an economic reason. Let's just be fair and honest. Ladies, I don't want to hear the bullshit. Stop, stop complaining. You're, you're trying to move in because your lease is expiring in six months. You're trying to move in because you want to move out of your mama's house. Men, same for you. We got our man. We're going to call you first sin says, yeah, coach. He says, yeah, you're right, coach. My girl asked me to go to counseling with her. I answered the counselor's question, then said we were ganging up on her. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, Guys, do not go to counseling with your mate. I'm going to tell you right now, if unless you need it, this is CGA's. Listen, I'm not going to tell you what the rest of the world tells you. If you think you're fine and she's not, and she's in a pity party of one, do not go to counseling with her. Do not. Like, you're like, I'm good. Well, if you love me, you'll go. What's going to happen is they're going to turn on you. The shit's not going to work out in your favor, man. It's only for her shit. Let her go. Otherwise, they're dragging you into the abyss. They're taking you over to the sunken place. He says, counseling is a scam. I work with them. I already told you about how I feel about counseling. All right, I've never minced my words on what I think about that particular industry. All right, most of them are broke, busted, and disgusting. I'm like, when I walk in there, I'm like, you need me. <laughs> right in here. I'm like, let me figure out what you should be. I should be charging you. Taking a good look at this individual. Just looking at them, just looking at the person. I'm like, what? Take a look, take a look at the two. Take a look at me. <laughs> right. Then look at you. <laughs> like, just on the eye test, I'm looking like you need my help. <laughs> it's just absolutely crazy. I'm like, man, I'm supposed to listen to you. For what? I know some people have used it to great success. I use it for great success. You guys got to understand these people, man, are highly trained in hypnosis. They be hypnotizing your monkey ass. They be hypnotizing you, man. I actually had a sports psychologist professor, and he's a former Olympian, sprinter, uh, hurdler. And uh, he was my sports psychology professor. He, he knew hypnosis. He knew everything you were saying. He can manipulate you and twist you and take you over here. They're like palm readers. They're like palm readers. They'll be like reading your palm. What they'll basically tell you is they, you know, if anything, they don't tell you shit or it's basic information. And you're like, man, God damn. Or there'll be a soundboard, you know. I just don't like the perfect. I don't like what they represent most of the time. Most of the time. I just think most of the time they, and by the way, I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you, I worked on college campuses and I went to college. 
them people on the in the psychology department is crazy. The people in the psychology department, they out of their damn mind. Just go over there. Go to any university. Go to one building and go to like the uh go to the physical education building. <laughs> go to the physical education people. They moving around, they doing stuff, they dancing, they throwing balls, they laughing, they catching. Then go over to the psych department. It smells like death when you walk up in there. You'd be like, you see him bats. Caw-caw. Is that what a bat does? The bat be like, wink, wink, wink. Spider webs and shit. You walking around there. Ninjas coming out, dropping tabs of acid. Fornicating. You'd be like, where am I? Like, as you walk in, it'd be like, smell all sterilized. You're like, what are we doing in here? They got jars with eyeballs and frogs legs in them. You're like, what? No. <laughs> Tablets of medication across the board. You're like, man, what am I doing? They come out trying to disprove Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud was on cocaine. You're like, oh, my okay, what are you on? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, the University of California Berserkly talked about right there. That's what it is. They be on some shit, bro. They be on some crazy ass shit. They be on another one, man. I worked on college campus a long time. When I go to the psych department, I'll be like, these people bugging. You know he was on coca, allegedly. Freud. He was on that coca. And um, back when coca was legal, right? Coca used to be the miracle drug. And a lot of these people, man, they was on the coca like crazy. They was hooked on the coca. They was hooked on the coca. Yeah, he was on the coca. Anyway, <laughs> where are we at here? What are we doing here? Yeah, it was used for pain medication. It was the miracle drug. It was like, man, this drug is great. It wasn't even a drug. They were like, have you tried that plant? What plant? The coca. You had a toothache? You just rubbed some coca on your lip. It was like, here you, here you go. Oh, man, my teeth hurting. You go to the doctor. You want some coca? <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right they just rub it on your teeth you'd be like damn it's gone bro that's gone and by the way did you know they had to change the laws when ninjas got a hooked on the coca like the reason why the laws changed is they was like the black community is going to implode if we don't criminalize coca because the black community was hooked on coca they was hooked all right, anyway, and it was like, we got to stop this shit. This is always the case. You know what I mean? When the black people get it, they was like, these niggas go tear each other up. Mm. Then they got the coca in the pipe, blew up the ho- I'm telling you, man. Shout out to the coca. <laughs> Where are we at here? We ended this debauchery. Shout out to Sincere. Great point, CGA. Victimhood is profitable in this country. Unfortunately, resist, fellas. I try to resist as much victimhood as you can. Always put the choice back to you. Make the choice. And if you make the bad choice, try to get out of the bad choice yourself. Seek first the kingdom of God, I guess. I don't know. Shout out to Roberto Moreno. Shout out to the GOAT. Sorry, I was late with my tuition. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. We're going to get over to Cash App. They got a new format. Oh, I need to get over to the old Cash App. Shout out to... We're going to see uh, Mr. Emilio Cristo. 
Says the front. Shout out to the peanut allergy having people out here. Shout out to you, peanut allergy brothers. Jermaine is in the building. Shout out to Jermaine. How good to hear. Good to see you. He says a little donation for the coach. Big up CGA. Thank you, brother, man. Thank you for the support, man. This show did. This show cannot continue if not for the support for the brothers who are concerned about the baby mama terrorist fund. All right, here we go here. I think that was, I was like Emilio. It's stressful to have a whole bunch of diagnoses. It's super stressful. Um, Just like when you date a person, anybody have ever, ever dated a, a person who was very, very stringent with their nutrition, right? You meet them and they're like, well, I don't eat fish. I don't eat chicken. I don't eat eggs. I'm a vegan. I'm a vegetarian, right? And so they make that problem your problem real quick. Now, you trying to get the badussy. That's what you're trying to get. You get the badussy. And what you'll do is you'll start making all these, all these concessions to try to treat this person that came into your life. <laughs> and here they go. They want to go out on dates. And what are we doing today? And you're like, okay, cool. You're like, we going to the barbecue joint. <laughs> we going to the barbecue joint. And you ain't thinking. You just be like, yeah, shit, we having barbecue. But you don't tell her. You be like, I want to get in the car. You start driving halfway to the barbecue joint. You be like, ah, oh, shit. Damn, I forgot you was a vegetarian. Maybe they'll have a couple of options for you on the menu, right? Mm. <laughs> oh, shit, I thought I forgot you was vegan. Damn. Let me see if there's a tofu place with cauliflower and shit. Cauliflower, right? Yeah, they only eat air. They don't eat. They're gluten-free. Everything got to be gluten-free. You'd be like, God dang, bro. He said, that's my ex. I cannot tell you. Guys, if you're a vegetarian, man, go find another vegan or a vegetarian. Go find another person who eat like you. You don't realize how many concessions a person that doesn't eat like that has to make for you. And I'm not going to be going to no damn imitation meat place because you want to eat flour flour chicken. All right, this chicken is made for cauliflower. It tastes good. Let me take your ass on. Nah, I'm not eating no damn cauliflower chicken. Okay, I'm not. I want real chicken. <laughs> right? Just because you eat cauliflower chicken. So, um, guys, that is that. That's I, I think people need to understand. You're just not compatible. You're not. I'm not compatible with you. <laughs> for short term, I am. For long term, I'm not. That puts a stress on the person. And then what the person will do will tell you that they're crazy. Is they'll be like, well, you don't think about me. Why you always forget? Man, I don't give a sh about your goofy ass pizza that you want to eat to fake like you're not eating pepperonis. I don't want to think about that. I don't. Like, don't put that on me, man. This is absolutely crazy. Then they mad that you ain't thinking about them and you took them to the barbecue joint and you eating baby back ribs in front of them. Man, please. It's super. You're selfish for doing this. You should think about, I ain't thinking about you, bro. I ain't thinking about you. You want to be entertained. Do not give me all of these damn areas where I got to pick and choose and all of this. Oh, I got to consider. I let me look up vegan places. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Vegan barbecue. Jesus, man, look. It's barbecue in there. <laughs> All right. 
Now, I could choose to do this myself, but no, nah, I don't want to do it. Shout out to who is this in here? No government name. He says, how men watch your show daily for edutainment and still are purple pilled is beyond me. Not my girl. Yeah, there, there's guys out here that still, you guys don't know what you're getting into. You guys don't know what you're getting into. But um, I'm not saying you should dislike women. I'm just telling you. They're giving you, they're, they're leading you somewhere and you don't see it coming. You guys got to know. You guys got to know, man. Kevin W says women will still say AI has biases because men write the programs. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, that's essentially the you can't win, right? You can't win. It gets tough out here, man. They write them. It's biased because men made it. All right. Let's see your images here. All right. We do have Mystic Magic Free Agent Lifestyle says CGA Napoleon Hill and Manly P. Hall, the three wise men who helped me break the hypnotic rhythm of multiple horrible habits and low self-worth that kept me depressed and down bad for almost two decades. That's why we're here. We're delivering these points for men. And guys, you will find that once you strengthen yourself, ladies, are you here? Ladies, just let me know if you're here real quick. Put 10 toes up for CGA to let me know you're here. I'm going to tell you a real great truth. Okay, we talk about this a lot. But strengthened men scare the shit out of women. Men who are strengthened scare women. It can scare them into sexual submission. It can scare them into relationship submission. Or it can get them to run away from you. Clear the hell away from you. But when you have a strength about yourself that cannot be moved with her opinion of you, her words. And this happens to weak ass men too. They want to come over here and make me believe that their opinion of me matters to them. And it does not. All right, I've had way more important people in my life than some internet ghost or some person on the internet with a couple of hundred thousand subscribers. Man, I have I know way more important people than you that think very highly of me. All right, very, very highly of me. So your opinion matters none. However, a strengthened man scares the piss out of just about everybody. They want drifters, according to Napoleon Hill. They want men who are not quite all the way complete. Right? He's there, but he ain't there. That guy is easily easily manipulated. When you're not easy to move, they don't have a plan for you. And the best plan, ladies, is to find a guy who does have these characteristics as opposed to work with a characteristic with a man who strong has a strong belief system, who knows what he wants, they will submit into sexual submission to you. They have no other choice. They might even say, well, I'll put the best punani on him she ever had. This is not going to be true. He's very strong in this belief system. Okay. She'll promise some things. I'll love you like nobody else. This is all foolishness. And when she can't do it, the easiest thing for her to do is find somebody else that will fall for it. Napoleon Hill said, Napoleon Hill said, um, drifters. All right. He warned you about drifting. Read his book. It is free. You can buy it. His book is free. He warned you about drifting. And this is, um, a deal with the, uh, the deal with the, de well, hold on for a second, the devil book, <laughs> all right. The devil book, you know, me with names, by the way, get the free agent lifestyle book. That book is almost, uh, the, the required reading at this point. Outwitting the devil is the book. Guys, all men should read Outwitting the Devil. 
All right. And look, don't shoot the messenger. No man isn't. No man is perfect. Well, 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 uh, Napoleon Hill was this Napoleon Hill was a grifter. And they'd be like, uh, uh <laughs> this person is this. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm not it. I'm not perfect either. I'm not perfect either, but my, damn sure my message is damn perfect. Okay. My message is perfect, but I'm an imperfect person. I'm a human being. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Lord. And many of the apostles who wrote books in the Bible were certainly flawed. So never use this shoot the messenger because you don't like that or they, they die broke or they were That doesn't matter. Is the message important? Yes. Okay. Says Mystical says your suggestion about Outwitting the devil inspired me to change. Of course, it was a broken heart that got me drifting after nursing, nursing school. Shout out to you. Shout out to the drifters out there. Shout out to the drifters. The drifters are, guys, the drifter activity is very well outlined in his book. And um, sometimes somebody says the, the Luciferian. <laughs> what you don't realize is sometimes something is a script. Sometimes something is written as a warning and sometimes something is written to tell you how to follow. Okay. So you guys got to determine your own message. The book 1984, was that a script? Was that telling you where they were going or was it a prediction? What were, what was it? Was it them telling you and hinting that this is what we're going to do? Or was it telling you and warning you about what's going to be done to you? Is that important? <laughs> the importance is, the importance is if you read the book, you will know what, where, why we are, where we are, and where we're going. Doesn't matter what perspective it was written from. Okay, I say, I say it was a script. It was telling you. It was telling you exactly what they're going to do to you, and they did it. Okay, does it matter if it was a script or was it a prediction? <laughs> anyway. Don't get sidetracked with too much about the personality of the person who's writing said information. If you do that, indeed, you will find yourself distracted. That's a drifter quality, right? Oh, well, this person's this and that person's that. And this person's this. And guys, the message is the message. <laughs> the message is the message, y'all. Okay. The message is undeniable. Has Henry... Finally woken up from what? Meghan Markle. Let's take you to it. Apparently, people close to him said that there is trouble in paradise and potentially Henry has might discover what type of trouble that he's got into. Henry, I said. Harry. Prince Harry flees to a hotel, according to them. Flees to a hotel. When he gets shouted at by Meghan Markle, according to Angela Levin. Kanye. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. All right. The royal biographer asked why the Duke of Sussex, 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 would spend nights away from his wife and children and their 12 million pound mansion and said it was a tragic situation. All right. It says right here, the couple has only been back to the UK a few times since they left the royal family. And I'm going to just tell you, my man's in trouble. My man is in the sucking place. You can see she's a full-on overblown. I can't say what it is, but I'm going to allegedly say what she is. Narcissist. And this is not love. All right, everybody knows what's going on here. And the royal biography said, has said that the distance between, distance between Harry 
and Megan seems to get longer and wider. Pause. Amir reports that he is staying in two hotels. And Angel Levin, also questioned by the Duke of Sussex, would need to spend time away from the family's enormous house in Montecito. The 12 million pound mansion is known as the Chateau in Riven Rock. All right, I don't believe that, sir. Speaking on the GB News, Levin said that they have to pay almost $117,000 in the equivalent of council tax from the local for, from the local area. In it, it tells you what they've got. Library, cinema, gym, pool, spa, tennis court, seven bedrooms, 16 bathrooms, reduced to 13. So why would someone want to stay and go to a hotel to get away? I mean, it's very odd. One of the hotels is permanently booked for him, which sounds like to me is something that he can rush to if things are bad. Is she shouting at him? Is he feeling depressed? There's another hotel with a gym, which he also reserves. I think it's a real tragic situation because it means he can't get up with the kids as, I'm sorry, if they need him. He won't be there the first thing in the morning. It's a distance, isn't it? And it's the distance between them that seems to be longer or wider. Now, I, I'm going to say here, just reading this, uh, a lot of people in the UK want to see Harry flop. So they might be saying um, that this is the case. All right. You know, guys, they have a lot of ability to spin things and narratives in situations that might not be completely accurate. But let me just say this as well. I think it's not completely unhealthy for people who are in couples to separate for periods of time. Now, it's not healthy to separate because somebody's abusing you, but time away from coupledom can be impactful positively as long as both people aren't getting throttled or he's throttling some punani when they go away. But that's typically going to happen, male or female. I don't think it's odd. I think it's odd that he has to go away and she's sitting in there in the Chateau, Billin, Raven, Ravenclaw, wherever they called it, and he has to skedaddle to escape the wrath of a vengeful narcissist, allegedly. As a matter of fact, Prince Harry did call into my show a couple of years, and I do want to play the clip of where he called into my show that I used to have called Monkey Simpanzee. As a matter of fact, uh, he might be able to shine some situation on this. Um, I might bring this show back, but of course, I'm not going to bring it back for free. YouTube does not like to monetize CGA. So I had this as a show and then it was an entire channel at one point. And uh, there were no monetizations on these shows here. But um, let's see. Uh, Prince Harry did call in to me. Let's take it back to 2019. Prince Harry calling in. All right. Before we get to our next nomination, let me check in with some of our past nominees. Let's check in with our boy, Prince Harry. Harry, how's everything going, man? This is Coach. How you been, man? How's L.A.? Bloody awful, mate. I cannot stand this. Oh, yeah, honey. Yeah. You want me to come paint your toenails, honey? Oh, bloody hell, coach. Can you get me away from this bloody woman? Oh, man, Harry, dude. Listen, man, you're going to paint her toenails today? I, I know the salons are closed, bro, but you, you're going to have to step your game up. Check it out, man. Listen, here's the deal. Instead of you going to paint her toenails, why don't you watch the rest of the monkey simpanzee? And this week, since you particularly are the monkey simpanzee of the decade, I'm going to nominate you just because she makes you come out there and paint your toenails. This week, you're nominated. So let's catch up with another past nominee. What's up to my man, Russell Wilson? What's up, Russ? Oh, coach, man, everything's well. 
making a single mother happy one play at a time. Oh man, wow. Russ, man, you're doing great, man. Even Will Ferrell offered to have your baby, man. That that might be a monkey chimpanzee move. What do you think? It's all good with me, man. I make everybody happy. Oh man, Russ, man. God bless you, brother. Listen, listen, I'm not gonna nominate you this week. You probably have something coming down the line. So I'm gonna let you get a little bit of rest this week. Other than that, let's go in and check on my boy Will Smith. Will Smith, what's up, brother? I'm the Prince, Prince of Bel Air. Man, oh, man, it's all good, man. Listen, I bumped into you several years ago, man, and your wife back when before she hit the wall. But apparently, what are we doing? She done smashed into the wall and she smashed her head. She said she don't even know who you are, man. She had two of your babies. What's going on with that, man? Oh man, everything gonna be alright. You don't gotta worry about the prince. All right, man, Prince. Listen, man, you ain't gonna be a nominee anytime soon. All right, man. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. Monkey Simpanzee show. All right, but uh, anyway. <laughs> The brothers tend to call me. I'm well known around here. So we had Henry Russell Wilson and Will Smith calling to the show all on the same segment. I'm telling you, man, I've been blowing up, man. People know about me. But anyway, Prince Harry did call into my show and he said there's been some problems. As a matter of fact, he also has recently said that they had a Pavarotti chase in New York City. Let's go ahead and show you the Pavarotti. Um, I call them the Pavarotti's. Prince Harry and Meghan alleged near catastrophic Pavarotti car chase in New York City. Um, there's red flags all over. There's red flags all over this. Um, how and anybody ever know about Manhattan? This is right here. Prince Harry and his wife Meghan were involved in a catastrophic car chase with the Pavarotti's in New York on Tuesday night. That could have resulted in a catastrophic, and I messed up outcome their spokesperson alleges and it says right there they were pursued by photographers photogs as they call them after leaving the woman of vision awards somewhere at a ballroom in a convoy that also included doria raglan megan's mother the couple was left shaken by the incident although ultimately no one were hurt the security detail told all right now here's the problem with this here, here here's the problem with this they said there was a relentless pursuit lasting over two hours, resulting in multiple near collisions involving other drivers on the road, pedestrians, and two New York Police Department officers. Here's the problem. Number one, anybody ever been to New York? All right, what part of the day can you have a two-hour car chase in which they don't catch up to you? <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to New York. I lived in New York. I was just in New York last month. I'm going to tell you, that shit is impossible. What they're at, what they're alleging is damn near impossible. Two-hour pursuit? Where? On what? Like, where? What expressway? What Midtown Manhattan Boulevard? Where? Delancey Street? Where? <laughs> There's no way. Uh, but anyway, listen, according to them, that's what they're saying. And to me, if they're saying this and it does seem to be false, this is alleging this is going to mean that there's something else going on that there might be hiding. Let's take you to one more thing uh, related to this right here. It says right here, Prince Harry has finally woken up about the truth of Meghan. This is according to people in the United Kingdom. All right. It says right here, a royal expert says Prince Harry allegedly has a hotel room near his and Mer Meghan Markle's home where he stays without his wife. Let me see if I can find the woman here. That's uh, maybe it's a guy. Oh, it's a guy. Here we go. You worried about him, Paul, because 
he just seems to feel so lost and look so sad at the moment. Yeah, I've always been worried about Harry. Uh, I've always worried about him. And am I, am I the only person in the United Kingdom that is thinking, has Harry finally woken up to the truth? Has he finally seen the truth and what his wife is doing? That he's been brainwashed and that he's been mesmerised by her beauty or something? Because we all know that, but he doesn't seem to see it. I personally um, know Harry, and I, I think he's always wanted to be a father. He always wanted children. I think uh -oh. this element of, of splitting from his family right now is a little premature. I think he would want to stay in that driving seat to watch his children grow, because if he left this relationship now, he'd lose his children because she'd keep them in America. And now, see, that, that's what we always talk about. So Henry's in a position, Henry, I'll keep calling him Henry. Harry's in a position where he doesn't want to leave because he stays for the children. And this is completely true. Men stay for the children. They don't have any intentions of, of seeing this out. He knows he's going to lose his children. He would have to go back to the UK. They would be stuck here. She'd be getting child support. She'd be on a parade um, telling him, telling about all his business and their nefarious affairs. Of course, she will be complaining or alleging that she was abused. He already knows it's an uphill battle. So he's staying for the children. Okay, this is absolutely uh, a terrible place to be for a lot of men and a lot of husbands are in this spot. They, the, they know their wife doesn't love him anymore and they have no real love for their wives. They only stand around for the children. And he wouldn't see them. But I have no doubt when this happens, because we all know when? that it will happen. Wow. Um, when it does happen, he will return to the United Kingdom. Yeah. And I think his father, the king, yeah. and his brother, the Prince of Wales, will both greet him back into the country with open arms. I think there is an element of Harry we all love. We just don't understand why he's doing what he's doing at the moment. New, 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 new. Isn't one of the risks, though, Paul, and you see this all the time, uh, when someone is impacted as a child by mm -hmm. a very messy divorce from their parents. Oh, listen. They often stay in an unhappy relationship uh, for a very, very long time yeah. because they don't want to put their children through the same thing. Exactly. That's, well, that's true. That was true on, on Diana herself because she said to me, I, didn't I don't want a broken marriage. I, don't I want to bring our children up in a secure marriage. And she battled for that. All, all her days, she wanted um, to have a family unit to bring up her children because she, too, had suffered in a broken marriage. It does bring unhappiness to a child, a broken marriage. And that insecurity that Diana felt came from that situation because she always felt it was her fault. New, new, and Diana always said, she said, order. it's my fault that mummy left um, because I arrived on the scene. Of course, it wasn't. It was nothing to do with the child. It was everything to do with the parents. So I think Harry, because of all of that and because of the history, I think he will try and stick with the program for as long as he can. Mm -hmm. And you will inevitably see cracks in this marriage because we know with great, great press and great criticism and world fame comes great pressure. And yeah, they're going to have a lot of pressure. Hey, man, enough of you. Enough of you, brothers, man, in the United Kingdom, man. I can't take this shit. All right, I can't take this. But, uh, yeah, it's an uphill battle. We know what's going on. Everybody knows if you know what's what it is, the love is gone. And uh, he's just riding it out so he doesn't lose access to his children. I would ben venture to say once these kids turn preteen, 
somewhere near middle teen, he'll bounce. And the reason why, or he'll she'll bounce him on his head. And the reason why is he's he was spent the critical time a father should spend with their kids where they remember the father. I don't know the age of all the children. You guys can look it up. But once a father's secure in the fact that that kid will remember or he can create memories with that kid, he no longer has to be around the child. He'll risk the the horrible outcome that the broken family could uh, result in. So the kid's now 9, 10, 12. He's created long-lasting memories. His memories have been documented. The kid is now 12. They starts to develop their friendships. The kids remember the father being a part of the life. Now he can risk 50-50 custody. Now he can risk parental alienation because he's already created the memories. If he leaves before, if he leaves before that, then the kid won't have the memories, the important memories that he's trying to avoid there. So, yes, men do stay in marriages for their children and their children alone. Let's finish up, and we got one more segment here. Let me check the super chats and the, all of that stuff, and then we'll finish it so I don't get too far behind. Shout out to Robert Roberto Moreno, like another goat. MJ said, the fundamentals never change. Only your attention to them changes. The fundamentals never change, only your attention to them. Okay, so always remember the fundamentals. Your fundamentals are always something you can fall back on. If your fundamentals are weak or you're trying to reinvent the wheel or you think this time will be different and you leave it to fate, you leave it to hope, it's not going to help you out. Fundamentals is what you always go back to. So, yes, things can get repetitive. The Bible's repetitive. Everybody's religion is repetitive. They practice it for thousands of years with the fundamentals. One of the chief fundamentals is uh, in the Bible, for the Bible, exactly our, our population, the Ten Commandments. That's a fundamental, right? You could just go back and repeat that, repeat that, repeat that. And for some reason, that group of people, that's their fundamentals, okay? Um, there's no need to always come up with, we need to come up with more talking points. No, the fundamentals are the fundamentals. Now, just because people have used and abused the talking points, right, doesn't mean that we need to come up with more talking points. Talking points is a cope. Because you're bored. And I often find it interesting. More bored people watch me and complain than people that actually contain use the talking points to change their lives. It is what it is. The fundamentals are the fundamentals. When you're teaching and when you're coaching, you start with fundamentals. You don't just jump because there's a lot of new viewers that watch me just as a teaching point. Every teacher starts with fundamentals. Even if you go into the graduated the next year and completed the course. Right. You completed algebra one. When you start algebra two next year, you go back to the fundamentals of algebra one. You might even go back to the order of operations. As a introductory lesson to keep people on their toes to go. All right. It's been a couple of months or you're just new here. Let's start order of operations. Everything in these percent parentheses gets solved first. Just to remind you. Now, if I skip it when the new people come in and I don't tell them about the fundamentals, and I jump right into Algebra 2, guess what? <laughs> They're not going to pass. They're not going to pass the class. So the fundamentals are necessary. If you're ever coaching a team, make sure you start off with fundamentals so that when your shit gets out of order, you can come back to the fundamentals and start practicing the fundamentals. All right, we need to jump stop. All right, we need to make sure we can dribble right hand and left. All right, make sure we know what a chess pass is. All right, thumbs down, palms out. You understand what I'm saying? 
Don't just start off, okay, everybody's good here. Let's just start off on the great shit and start running plays. That's what the Lakers do. That's what the Lakers do. The Lakers do that shit. Then they wonder why they don't have chemistry and they don't know how to go back to the fundamentals. You just throw good pe people out there. You always come back to the fundamentals because when shit starts going left, you can come back to, okay, what is it? The three tenets of the free agent lifestyle. Where did I mess up? No cohabitation, no long-term relationship, no marriage. That's fundamental. Now, you might figure, you might think you're ready to just jump into a marriage and a cohabitation because shit is going good for you. And then you get into it and it's a train wreck. And then you're like, damn. All right, let's go back to the fundamentals. No cohabitation, no marriage, no long-term relationships. Go back to that, start there, and then operate accordingly. Doesn't mean you have to stay in that state, but that's a place to come back to. Roberto Moreno, shout out to you. Adolph Caesar says, speaking of black men and coca, the 38 special round was designed to take down black men high on the coca. Great show. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but yeah. Uh, when you high on the coca, you out there being Superman sometimes. All right, shout out to Marriage Causes Divorce. As always, investment phase over for Harry. Divorce incoming, indeed. If they stop having more kids, Divorce is imminent. Megan is not Harry's girl. It's just his turn. 100%. Ty says, idea use AI, idea use AI voices in the new monkey chimpanzee show. Yeah, I need to protect my voice. So, hmm. Hmm. I know when I write my next book, I'm going to have the AI do my, uh, do my audio book because I ain't reading it. <laughs> All right, let me tell you. One of the hardest things I've done in life was get a divorce. Number two was read for an for a audio book. I ain't never doing that again. <laughs> All right. Two things I'm never doing again, getting married and reading a book for an audio book. That was miserable. <laughs> that was absolutely a train wreck. Anyway, shout out to AI. Uh, we got uh we got our man Giovanni. He says, happy Taco Tuesday, coach. Let's give him the noises. And he says, uh, it's looking slow for me today, but make sure you get yourself a nice beefy. Dita, hit me with there. There's chicken in there. It's barbecue in there. Indeed. All right. I'm going to have to use the AI very, very relatively soon. You know how many ideas for content I have in my head? It's crazy. And some of them had nothing to do with the red pill. I'm always like, oh, man, I can do that. I can do that. I'm a guy that says I can do that. I'm a guy that thinks I can do everything. I don't know what's going on. My, my mind goes crazy. And I be talking to women. And boo, this is why I can't talk to women because they boring as hell. In my head, there's ideas just popping off, <laughs> right? I have like unlimited potential. And then I hear them. And this is what it sounds like. Ladies, y'all like compared to what's going on in my head, y'all got you're, there's no competition. The longer I spend with you, the more I'm willing. I'm wasting my time with this bullshit. Okay. I'd be wasting my time. I'm like, you know what I could be doing other than listening to this? I'm losing out here. That's why I can only put up with them for an, about an hour. 
after the after an hour, it's like oh, Jesus. And they'll be like, and I'm ambitious and I want to do this, and I'll be like, like, oh just because you know they ain't gonna do none of the shit they talking about. And or all of the shit they're talking about they're gonna do requires you. It requires and that's you. Like they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna come, they're gonna like their idea that they have, you're somehow attached to the shit. For it to work, you gotta be around. Now, for me, whatever idea I have is gonna work in the absence of that woman. Like it's only going to work if she's not right, uh, not around. It's only going to work if she's not bothering me. It's only going to work if she ain't all up in my space. The only way it works is if she's not there. The only way it works for her idea to come to fruition is like they got to have like 15 people working on the idea with me funding the shit. <laughs> right. And they got to have like a group and meetings and an office and a cluster you're like, man, look, man, just get the shit done. But why, why you need all these people? <laughs> Let me need like extra people to get it and funding and 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 uh education. I I have a great idea. I just need somebody to teach me how to do it. Like, what the f <laughs> wait? Can you teach me how to do it? And I'll have I'll be great at it. Like, yo, hey, look, check this out. It's like a pimp, it's like what pimps do. Like, I'm going to provide a life for y'all. I'm going to take you out to travel. All right. I'm going to take you to meet di uh, dignitaries. All right. We're going to provide you with the clothes. I'm going to provide you with the shelter. I'm going to provide you with the outfits, the heels, the purses, the dinners. I'm going to provide you with all that. All you got to do is provide me with the money. That's all you got to do, baby. So I got to do four to five to eight men a night. You're going to have to suck them off. Just provide me with the money. And I'm gonna give you all of that. <laughs> you sitting there like, mm. wait a minute. What that mean? <laughs> yeah, just give me the bread, and I'll provide you with all the rest. I'm gonna show you a life that you ain't never seen. Just use your body to give me the money. <laughs> right? Like, good lord. Oh man, it is unbelievable. That's what women run on you. That's what they run. I'll make you a millionaire. I'll make you super successful. I'll get in your life and you will work like crazy. You won't realize that just be having me in your life, you're going to make a lot of money. Well, I, I, I apparently might have to just because you're lighting a fire under my ass because you're constantly going to be telling me you need a new car lease, a new bigger and better home, a new, new landscaper. All right, you're going to need a remodel. Yeah, I'm going to be working my ass off on behalf of your standards and you keeping up with the Joneses makes complete sense. And the fact that you're not a millionaire, but you're going to make me a millionaire is actually very hypocritical. <laughs> how in a, man, Lady, how am I going to be a millionaire? But you ain't no millionaire. Mm. I mean, it, how are you going to make a millionaire? You've never been one. I, 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 ladies. What that mean? Where y'all at? <laughs> Salif says I went to the theater yesterday to watch John Wick number four the crowd was laughing every time the hero was getting his ass whooped people enjoy watching other people suffer don't give people the pleasure gents 100% 100%
All right. So uh, we live in a world where the the dominant person experience pain, successful people experience pain. Then they uh, they like that. All right. So that's the world we live in. Right. We see this with women versus men. Right. Men get kicked in the balls. They laugh. Men fall down. They laugh. Women fall down. Oh, my gosh. You could have been hurt. All right. White folks start losing. Black folks start cheering. <laughs> right. Look at these white folks. Look at them losing. OK. It's kind of like the student and the teacher. Right. Your students learning. You're presenting a perfect image or a dominant in image to your student. And eventually the student will learn from you and believe that they can compete with you. Thus, when you fail, they say, ah, look at you. See, you ain't so perfect. And uh, the teacher never said he was perfect. The teacher presented themselves as knowing and thus can educate you. He never said uh, a teacher does fail. Your coach does miss shots. You know what I mean? Because you teach your player how to shoot. Then you shoot, you miss. And they're like, look, teachers miss. Coaches miss. Teachers fail, coaches fail, parents fail. And a lot of times they believe that the person that's dominant or in the teaching position or the authoritative position should be perfect. And then when they fail, it's easy for the student to pick at or the person that is below to pick at that person. It's it's a sad, it's actually a weak position of the student to take that position. It's a weak position of the student to take that position. And what you'll learn, what the, the, the student's not learning is that, yes, even when you're good at something, you still fail. So I'm teaching you this to be good at it, but I'm also teaching you that even you can fail when you make certain mistakes or you misjudge or you give your ego too big, whatever it is. But yeah, we actually, uh, that's how we do people here in our world. And we also do that, like I mentioned, if I mention a person's name, if I say Nikola Tesla, outwitting the devil, Napoleon Hill, Louis Farrakhan, Kanye West, typically men, and you make any reference to that person, whatever characteristic another person doesn't like, they attack the entire, flush the entire message down the toilet. Because this person was this. Guys, if you live your life like that, you're going to find out that you can't learn from anyone. And you're not even better than the person that you're flushing the entire meshes down. Yeah, they, everybody got flaws. Everybody got a characteristic that doesn't make the message palpable. But you cannot continue to do that because you'll never learn from anyone. Who cares about that? This person was this and that person was that. What are they saying? Am I going to shoot the message down because I don't like the messenger? It's a goofy mentality, and I'm going to tell you, it is not the way to learn in this world. You're going to find that even me, I have flawed characteristics, some that I openly admit that I'm about this debauchery to an extent. I'm not a moral person, never really have leaned on morality. Thus, if you think my message is immoral and that's how you're going to dismiss it, well, that's going to be your fault. <laughs> but I don't lean on morality. And most of the things that else that I've had in life, I've told you, I've been open about. And some people are like, I'm going to expose this about you. And I'm like, that shit, I've already admitted. <laughs> right? Mm. I've already admitted to it that I'm a flawed person. Thus, you can learn great things from a flawed person. Let's get back to the show. Okay. And by the way, just by being human, you are completely going to be a flawed character. Okay. You look back at Jesus's life. There's a lot of missing context <laughs> in his life. 
Thus, I would love to know what happened between birth and year number 32, Ninja. Because I know he was a teenager at one point. I know he was doing crazy shit at one point. I know he was putting Griffey. I don't know what he was doing between year at zero and 32, but all of that is missing, Ninja. <laughs> That's a lot of context that is not present. Somebody needs to fill me the hell in. Otherwise, maybe I don't need to be filled in and I can judge him by his by his message. Right? <laughs> yeah. But some people, hmm, hey, look, if I took out the first 32 years of my life and put that shit on the table, I'll be a perfect her. <laughs> I'll be a perfect person too. <laughs> Let's eliminate the first 32 years of my life and just judge me on the last few years. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> the Christians are irate right now. <laughs> I know he smoked the joint. No, I'm just joking. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I know the coca was uh, around. There was coca plants. Anyway. <laughs> that's a tremendous advantage if I can take out the first 30 some years of my life and nobody knows about it judge me from here on out <laughs> where are we at here let me stop hey man uh, look we're gonna piss everybody off today uh what are we doing here let's get to the let me get to this point right here oh here we go seven no that's not it seven reasons why modern women can never love a man here we go right here uh Let's go through the seven reasons and uh, let's tell you a couple of things here first. And we talked about trust the other day. First of all, let me just tell you, there's very few women that trust their men from the rip. This is a funny little skit that I want to show you here. And this woman is uh, with a guy who seems to trust her and she's a little piece of calico. She definitely is a little neotinous piece of thing there. Uh, I approve. Let's continue. Uh, this is her. I got to play the no music, but this is him coming home. And this is her uh, checking his phone. This is a skit checking his computer and his email. Um, he's gladly going through it because he's humble. OK, we're checking his Apple watch now and uh, we're smelling his salami and his back for perfume. She didn't smell the tailpipe patting him down. All right. Grabbing the cheeks. Then she's duct taping him to pull off any black long jet black hair to see if there's any evidence there this is what men deal with checking the collar for hickeys or lipstick all right and then we have checking the mouth to see if the mouth smells like badussy um and this is what love oh now you can love me now you can love me take me and look take a look she spreads her arms to get a hug but he's hugging her she's not hugging him there's the hug there hug me first hold me now Oh, hold my heart. Stay with me. Now, this is normie humor. This is the normie humor, but here's the deal. People can relate to this because this is what people consider love. This is what people consider relationships. People consider doing this to you people. And if you're doing this, you don't love the person. This person is a leech, a parasite at best. This person is using you for some other reason other than what you call, quote unquote, love. And it's sad. And in fact, if you did this to her and look at his happiness, take a look at his face. He's like, good Lord, have mercy. Why do I do this? Oh, the humanity. Happy wife, happy life, right? Happy wife, happy life. Why do I put myself to this? Why do I subject myself to this? In fact, if you did this to her, 
it would be considered not trusting and abusive. It would be controlling and insecure. But we allow people to do this and they get into relationships only to treat you like this. And a lot of women treat their men like this, right? It's sad. And they don't really love a guy like that. You cannot say that she loves that man. She is not love. She is not in love. She's anti in love. Let me take you to another clip. Then we'll give you the seven reasons, the clip that I played earlier about the woman who doesn't get her way. Okay, so this is a characteristic that does exist in a lot of people, men and women, but women are able to get away with this. This is my ex-girlfriend, not my child or, or autistic sibling. She would throw fake tantrums like this when she'd get caught cheating or lying. All right, so this is a sign of immaturity. And a woman can be physically, um, she could have the proper physical age, which is above 25, which is literally legally above 18, sometimes above 16 in some places and even lower in, in Europe. But she can have the physical age legally. She can have the brain development uh, biologically. She could also have the physical signs of maturity, which is, you know, body flesh and body fat stuck on areas where they're attractive to men. She could also have degrees in college and she'll still act like this. It would be sad for men to stick around for this, but it happens. Now, you guys don't really understand how many men deal with this. A lot of men deal with this, and a person who does this to you does not love you. They are simply attached, which takes me to the message here. Let me see if it pops up. All right, I have an advert. Um, oh, I do have one more story to show you. Of a woman that uh, this happens to, we this happened the other day to another gentleman, woman who scalded husband with hot water for wanting divorce, sentenced to eight months in jail. Okay, so you have a woman who um, is exhibiting parasitic behavior, attachment, leeching, parasite, symbios. By the man wanting to be without her, she could not detach from the male. The male needed to remove himself from her or remove her from him in order to survive. And her response was to throw scalding hot water on the guy. Let me see her age, 24. No, 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 the woman, 29. So um, this is the, this is what I'm talking about. And of course, he's 24, she's 29. I tell you about this all the time. She can have the physical age. She can have the mental age. And whatnot, she can still act like this because she's loyal to her emotions and her maturity is stunted to where she says, no, you can't remove me. I can remove you, but you can't remove me. And she only got eight months. She only got eight months. This is in Indonesia. All right. Shout out to my people in Indonesia. Continuing on with the message. This is all things that men need to be careful of. All right. Let's take it to the definition right here of what a parasite is. And when we tell you this, you're going to figure out that people are offering you attachment, not love. Cause we're going to talk, we're going to go over this love. What's love. What's attachment. What's emotional attachment. What is a parasite? What are, what is, what are modern women offering you? And it can be easily ferreted out. If you will, what is a parasite? Let's play the definition again. Fair use. Welcome to Moo math and science and parasitism. Parasitism is a relationship between two species of plants or animals in which one benefits at the expense of the other. One benefits not more than the other. One benefits at the expense of the other. 
One benefits at the expense of the other. So we described this when I said I have a lot of ideas in my head and they actually would come to fruition in the absence of this person. But this person wants time. She wants to love me. She wants to be around me. But my ideas can't come to fruition. All right. Because because of her, she's dream killer or she's delaying you or she's distracting you. She got you drifting. She wants attention. She wants to be taken out. She wants to be treated right. She wants to talk. She wants to. And her, on the other hand, her shit can't come to fruition without you. We talked about the women getting evicted, right? The white man showed up. The white man's here, Lord. Now my shit can, my, now my situation can improve because this man's here, okay? This person benefits at the expense of you. If she's telling you part of the agreement to be with her in this commitment requires you to love her and trust her, that is the fine print that you are going to agree to because once you make this commitment to many times a parasitic, emotionally parasitic, financially parasitic relationship, she's going to take you to the land of make-believe. Okay? <laughs> All right. She's going to take you to the land of make-believe. So you're going to say, she's going to say, I'm just looking for a long-term relationship, somebody that would be honest and loyal. I'm loyal. I'm loving. I'm committed. Don't you want that? It seems good. I'm a great person. You're a great person. You're 40. I'm 40. We'd be a great power couple. And then you say, all right, I'll give my commitment away. I'll give it away. I'm not going to vet you. I'm not going to do anything like that. I'll give up all fornication. I'll give up access to other women. I'll give up my excess time. Like the commercial says, I'll give up the ability to have um, space, mental headspace. I actually will be attached to your emotions, whether good or bad. All right. Highs and lows. I'll be attached to your trauma in your past, your victimhood mentality. I'll be I'll be responsible, not only attached to them. I'll be responsible for them, thus eating up resources, money, time, space and the ability to be who I am, because my outcome with you is dependent on you and she'll say exactly that's what love is and then you'll sign up she'll take you to the land of make-believe and then she'll come back with a list like uh moses came back with two slabs full of 10 commandments she'll come back with a list of what you agree to now you're gonna say well i didn't really agree to that and i didn't agree to that but in her land of make-believe this is what you agreed to by giving her a commitment to a relationship she didn't discuss each line item. She didn't say, you will be monogamous. You will not talk to any other hoes. You will not control me. You are not my daddy. I will not cook and clean for you. If I do, consider there a gift. You will buy me shit. You will take me places. You will not leave me bored. You will let me sleep in. You will not judge me. You won't. Right? You will agree to this because it is kind of like, <laughs> all right, it is kind of like when you have a girl, your niece, your cousin, your daughter, and she takes you to the tea party. She takes you to the tea party. And she says, all right, sit right here. We're going to invite you to the tea party. And you'll be like, oh, damn. I got to show attention. I got to show I'm paying attention to them. But I have other shit going on in my head. But I got to go to the tea party. And she has the bears and she have all of the shit and the chairs and she has teas. Guess what? She's going to dictate everything on the tea party. You ain't going to say shit. This is what a committed relationship is. You can't say, well, we can't do that. And that bear can't drink. And this tea's too hot. 
this tea's too cold. Why you make the tea like this? I can make the tea better. You ain't going to be able to say. So when you commit, she takes you to the land of make, make believe in her tea party where she's the princess. She's Cinderella and she's the belle of the ball. You are the servant. You're going to start taking her here and there and doing this and that. That's in the commitment. That's in the commitment. So she can change that shit up as you go. Like a child changes up the rules of the tea party as she goes. Okay. As she goes, you can be like, well, what about the peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Oh, I didn't think about that. Okay. This is the rule for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, the bear doesn't eat carrots. All right. No carrots. This shit is imaginary. She just swipes the carrots off the and puts peas on the plate. We're just going to keep this shit going. All right. For as long as she wants. Because if I say, all right, that's enough of this tea party. I'm going back to work. I'm going to go kiss your mom. I'm going to go watch the football game. If you stop in the middle of her tea party. Well, wait a minute. The tea party's not over. Mm. <laughs> we still in the, in the land of make-believe. And this story is going to keep on going for as long as I want. As long as you keep playing by these rules. You got to play by these rules. <laughs> right? Think about this. This is kind of what happens when you get in a committed relationship. Then they turn the tables on you. Economics. Oh, I got my lease needs to be renewed. My car payment is right. My car got repossessed. I need a little bit of help. Of course, I'm struggling in my finances. I can't really keep up. Oh, that's a part of the deal too? Yep, that's a part of the deal. Oh, I'm looking to move in with someone. Oh, my roommate tripping. Oh, my mom. <laughs> then all of a sudden, they flip it as a part of the commitment and love. You have to keep playing the bullshit. They keep adding on, and they keep getting themselves in trouble. You keep being the fixer. Yeah, my dog needs surgery. My dog needs abdominal surgery. I'm looking to go back to school. Uh, I want to pass my real estate course. All right, I need just I just need you to front the money, and I'm going to just pass it. I'm going to be on. I'm going to be the next big real estate agent. Just pay me the $2.95 for the course. Nope. <laughs> right? And then it keeps just changing. They just keep just plucking the rules out. Guys, this is not love. This would be symbiotes. This is what parasites do. If you try to hold them in check, you don't love them. Ah, just go to my therapy. All right. And don't be abusive to me. My last boyfriend is abusive and you're showing signs of it. Well, she's abusing you like crazy. Okay. Let's get to this right here. We'll go through them quickly. Love versus attachment. Oh, love versus attachment and the eight forms of love. So when I say love doesn't exist, it doesn't mean doesn't mean I can't love my mother, can't love my kids, and all of that. I'm talking about romantic love because there are eight different versions of love, all right? So the romantic love is fairy tale. All right, it says right here the eight types of love and how to tap into each happiness, right? Each for happiness. All right, I don't believe in all of this, but we'll just go over it. Eros. 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 Erotic. All right, romantic love. This is more resembling from the Greek uh, Greek um, mythology and whatnot. So this comes from Greek, European culture of love. All right. If you don't want to listen to it, who gives a shit? Eros is the first kind of love named after the Greek god of fertility. And in real life, this translates to romance, passion, desire, attraction. Okay, this is Eros. Sometimes in America, we only talk about Eros. We lump everything in, into love. And if I say one form of love doesn't exist, you say, well, you don't love your mother? I don't love my mother erotically. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. So 
let's just separate what love is. I don't have any infatuation with my mother or children. Okay. If I say I love my kids, doesn't mean I have eateros for them. This is what we do in America. And this is what this second grade, third grade conversations are about when it comes to this goofy ass love when I try to dispel the myth. In fact, infatuation, the definition of infatuation is what most women have. Take a look at the definition of infatuation, an intense but short-lived passion or admiration for someone or something. In fact, I'm willing to say most American women or modern women do not love. They are infatuated at best. And then when the reality hits, then they fall out of infatuation because infatuation is short-lived. And then you're stuck with the rest because you make lifelong decisions. You're stuck with the marriage. You're stuck with the lease. You're stuck with the kids because people are in infatuation. They're not in love. They're infatuated with you for a period of time. You move in. You spend more time. They Infatuation goes. All right. So you're barely in eros. eros. You're more in infatuation. Getting back to the eight forms of love. Philia. Not metaphilia, all right? But philia is the affectionate love, all right? And so this is what time sometimes the eros loves just turns into philia. Philia is the love that develops over a deep, long-lasting friendship. It's platonic, respectful, and you care deeply about the friend knowing that you can confide in them and trust them to the ends of the earth. I'll just stop right there. Most relationships turn from eros or infatuation to philia. Marriages that are sexless, marriage that has low sex, but you still care deeply. Uh, uh, marriage based on loyalty. Uh, she had my kids and she went through some shit with me and then I got my shit on track and we love each other. That doesn't mean they're erotic. That doesn't mean they're sexual. It could be they're completely platonic. You can also have a platonic uh, muse that you never touch. And you have that to stimulate you as a man. Older men used to take a young woman as a muse, meaning that they might not have even touched the woman, but that woman was a source of inspiration. It was deep, long-lasting friendship. I'm not encouraging it, but it happened. Okay? Storage familial love, familiar love, which is the parent-child love that indicates a strong bond, kinship, and familiarity. So this type of love can exist. It naturally exists. It should. Doesn't mean I believe in love in the definition of American love, romance. So when I say love doesn't exist, I'm talking about the romantic love. It doesn't exist. It doesn't last. It doesn't persist. It's sometimes people use it to manipulate. Sometimes people are pure symbiotes or parasites using love when they just have an attachment. We're going to get to that in a minute. Okay. All right. Ludus which is playful love, flirting, lighthearted, lighthearted teasing in the early stages of a relationship before all the seriousness starts. So let's go back. I call that more infatuation, okay? So you're infatuated, you're playful, you're touching each other, you're wrestling, and <laughs> tickling each other, tickling her feet before I start sucking the toes, right? Now, that's all good and dandy. Now, when we get into the commitment, then I change up the love. The love changes. Why? Because this is serious business. Now it's business. Now we're attached to the lease, the mortgage. We are paying bills. We can't be all giggly and playfully and flirty 
And we can't be all in our uh, kid mode when there's bills to pay. There's bills to pay now. So now we got to treat this like a business. Now we got kids on the way. All the love, the Eros is going to be gone. All the ludus, the playful love is going to disappear. It's going to disappear more likely than not. You're going to be more in a serious relationship, committed relationship. And she's going to be start saying, mm, can you help me pay my rent? Now it's business. How are you going to be flirty when every time she shows up, she's uncomfortable about her financial situation and you know it's coming. Can we talk turkey? Now let's talk turkey. Oh, shit. Talking turkey means I got to pay. So now it's not less playful. And then when it's more transactional, people start feeling a certain way. Now he's going to feel like it's transactional. Now you're now I'm here to have a benefit. It says right here, the key, the key here is having fun, being flirty, and feeling giddy. Something uh, Sometimes even no strings attached. All right, continuing. Pragma, which is enduring love. Love built on commitment. Du duty. You guys see this right here. Love built on commitment, duty, understanding, and has mature and developed over time. So we had the previous one, which is short-lived, early stages, but now we have pragma. Remember, I say, I'm a pragmatic. I'm a pragmatist. I want it to make sense, and I'm going to get into it, and I want to know what the shit is up front and the reality of it. We're no longer in Eros. We're no longer in Ludus. We're no longer in infatuation. What is it now? Let's get down to brass tacks. Let's iron this shit out. Because now we need to develop this long-term. This doesn't exist with modern women. Stop correcting my damn muse. It's muse. Ninja's out here trying to play smart. Ninja, okay, good. You know how to pronounce it. I pronounce it the way I pronounce it, Ninja. All right. Just keep up with the show, you goofy. All right, good Lord. All right, I'm giving you 30,000 words and you stuck on muse. It's muse. Sit your punk ass down. All right, you got it? Ninja super chatted next time. You want it to be moose? Go ahead. It's moose. I'm giving you 30,000 words. You stuck on one. Sit your punk ass down. You heard me. <laughs> All right? Super chat that shit. You guys are super immature doing that shit. Super chat your corrections next time. Or shut up. Next. Let's keep it, let's keep it moving. Interrupting my class with that bullshit. It's super chat or shut up. <laughs> all right next mania 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 what is mania obsessive love this is where most women have their love it has to be obsessive many men have this obsession love where infatuation turns to i own you obsessive love now they have to obsess over you if he's not obsessing over me it doesn't count i'm obsessing over him because it says right here this refers to an obsessive obsessive love style where there's an imbalance between both parties between ludus and eteros this is when a woman says i get to do things negative to you because of sex let me give you an example let me give you an example you're with the wife you cheat on your wife, which I don't advise. You cheat on your wife. She says, that's not part of the commitment contract, which is not. Then she says, I'm going to hurt you because I'm going to hurt your relationship with your kids because you treated me like this. That's an, that's an obsessive person. 
She didn't get her benefit from the Ludus, the playful love, or the Eros. So she's going to penalize you with obsessive behavior and imbalance because of how you treated sex. People that talk about love don't distinguish this, and they say, well, you, she loves you. You love her. Something happened. Why didn't you love her? You should have. Well, what are we talking about here? This person's crazy. This person's obsessive. This person's uh, imbalanced. This person's using Ludus and Eteros to now be obsessive and complete, compulsive, parasite. They're, they're destructive. This is the bull in a china shop. This is the collateral damage. This is the I'm going to boil boiling hot water on you because you want a divorce. This type of this type of love, people use mania as a sign that I love you. And that's not true. This is pure, unadulterated, parasitic behavior. This is attachment. This has nothing to do with love. It is a form of love, but it is a manic love. Right. This is the love where the person stays with the person the entire time and punish them by their presence. Death by a thousand cuts. All right. The manic love. Uh, another example of this mania would be um, the woman who comes in. And as a result of her, her self-esteem, her lack of trust, her issues, her trauma. Guess what she does? She makes you do this. This is mania. Okay. And we accept it. This is this is crazy behavior. So when you say this woman's crazy in love, that's mania. All right. And you're treating your person uh, like an inanimate object or somebody that's supposed to be in a position. You don't please me. You don't do this. And I don't do this is mania. You didn't check in. You didn't answer my text. You left me on red. This is mania. This is not love. Most women are able to pull this off re relative ease because they confuse this with actual love this has nothing to do with love this doesn't distinguish what the definition of love should be all right so next last one i believe no two more agape which is a universal love and it's a selfless unconditional bigger than yourself love typically characterized i would say by religion religion could have this agape love and it says right here it doesn't require a biological bond or a romantic relationship and this idea date back, dates back to the middle, middle Ages, and it's an unselfish concern for the wel welfare of others. An unselfish concern about the welfare of others. Let me tell you, not many people have that type of love. Even if you claim to have it, you do not. <laughs> okay, because it has to be selfish, selfless, and unconditional. That means if a woman says, just simply, I don't cook or I don't clean. She ain't capable of love mm. at all. Now, that could change if she meets the right person and it could change temporarily. But that's a condition. Remember, it's supposed to be unconditional. So if she's doing acts of service, but there's conditions to it, that's mania. That, that has nothing to do with agape. She's incapable of love because she's basically saying, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. All right. So um, and it, this could be for men, too. This could be for men too, but this is this is what we're talking about why modern women can never love a man. They they never can reach these things. Even when she says, I did so much for him. Yeah, dogs have agape. Dogs, dogs have agape. Like, unfortunately, dogs put up with a lot of shit from their owners, but because the dog has a need, 
they say, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Dogs love you no matter what. Like you could completely put the dog off, not pay attention to the dog. The dog can still be pining for your attention. Then you show up 20 minutes later and the dogs, <laughs> the dog don't forgot about that. The dogs moved on. The dog's like, okay, there you are again. <laughs> right. Um, this type of love is very rare, rarely found. Let's go to the last one. And it's going to be self-love. And this is why modern women can never love men. Cause listen to this one. And I can't pronounce this. Cause if I do, you ninjas will be in my chat on the one word, you know how to pronounce, but you don't know how to pronounce this. Go ahead and pronounce this shit out. Sound this shit out. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Self-love. Self-love. The Greeks understood early on that in order to care for others and love others, uh-oh, you must first be able to direct these emotions inward. That's where it fails right there. See that? <laughs> hey. I'm going to read it again for you. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read this again. This is why the self-love movement for men, self, uh, self-improvement, free agent lifestyle, all of this shit. I'm like, you need to fall in love with yourself. And then matter of fact, you need to have so much love for yourself because other, depending on other people to love you is going to be great disappointment. This self-love, it says the Greeks understood early on that in order to care for and love others, you must first be able to direct these emotions inward. It might seem obvious, but the relationships we have with others is one is the one will be in the longest and an ideal practice for people who want to improve relationships with others. And most importantly, with themselves in this short mediation video that they describe right here, it requires the love of themselves. Because if they say you complete me, if they say, well, I have depression, stress, anxiety, if they say they're faulted, if they say you gave me depression, if they say you lower my self-esteem, if they say you're controlling me, if they say this, they can't even love themselves. How in the hell are they supposed to love you? How? They can't do it. This is in general. Some can, some think they can, but they cannot. If they say they're fractured and you're there to complete them, but then you fail to and they blame you on the way out for their position when you left the relationship and they say they were fractured and broken and tr and they were depressed and didn't have love and didn't know how to love themselves, they came in with an inability to love. They came into it with that and they left with the same position they came in with. They can't love. When I say they can't love, I don't mean they can't love you or give you and show you love. I'm telling you they can't love you. <laughs> they can't. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Now, they think they can, but they cannot. They must correct these things first and understand these things first before they even come my direction with the commitment, relationship, monogamy, finance. They have to complete all of these circles. Men, for you, you have to put these boundaries up and make them commit to these things first before. Trust me, I made the mistake of doing the opposite and it costs me dearly. I'm not the only one. It's cost a lot of men. When they say men are hurt, it's because they found out the woman was incapable of loving them. They were just attached to them. 
and their love was conditional. And thus, if you left them, they either came manic, became manic, or said that you failed in completing them. When in fact, they couldn't even complete themselves. Part of being love is being able to love yourself and then give love back. How? Unconditionally, like the previous one. They cannot love you. They can't. They can't do. Most of them are incapable of this. In fact, if in fact, if in fact, you got into a situation where they loved, right? You love them. They will require you to put forth more love than them receiving or giving love back to you. Okay, that's basically how it's going to be. And then their love, their example of love, it's being overbearing, omnipresent, distracting, essentially. All right, always there, talking to you. Well, you don't love me, you should talk. That has nothing to do with love. Listening to you blather on about nothing all the time is not love. Okay, you can have your ass over there. And I can be in love with you. But it seems like every time you think you can leverage love against me, I got to listen to your bullshit. That's not love. That is mania. <laughs> okay. That is attachment. Because I don't, if I don't do it, you can characterize it as not love. Let me give you this here. Then we'll go on here. Love versus attachment. Yeah, the I'm not happy. If she says I'm not happy, she's not in love with you. Love versus attachment. Understanding the difference. Says right here, um, and this is people who believe in love. I'm not a big believer. Love is passionate, but attachment is not. All right, let's continue. Love can be freeing, but attachment is possessive. This goes for men and women. Men who think they own women. Men who use women. Oh, my woman, I got my woman in check. Uh, my woman does what I say to do. That is attachment. That is not love. I'm sorry. That that You just have attachment issues. <laughs> you just got this woman that you need. Her to validate you. Same thing with women. All right. Uh, you, women do the same thing. This love is love should be freeing. It should free me. I should want to be in your presence. Um, it says right here, love can last forever, but attachment comes and goes. Attachment comes and goes, right? Right? Conditions. I'm not happy. <laughs> All right. So the conditions change. The infatuation goes. The eros declines. Attention comes from somewhere else. Attachment comes and goes. Attachment goes over there. He paying more attention to me. Money, energy, attention, and time. You're paying less attention to me. I don't love you no more. No, you're not attached anymore. <laughs> right? That's what it is. Now you're looking for new excitement, new adventures, new love, new happiness, new, new money, whatever it is. That's where you're going. Love is selfless, but attachment is selfish. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Again, the tea party. Hey, I want a commitment. I want a long-term relationship. Okay, all right. Well, this is what I need you to do. Oh, hell no, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. You ain't my daddy. Guys, that ain't love. That's not love. Once she says, I ain't going to do that, that's eventually she's using you as attachment. Parasite. Okay, uh, love carries across the distance, but attaches does not. I'm moving on. Love accepts who you are attachment wants you to change up oh. that's going to eliminate lots of ladies right there that's going to eliminate a lot of ladies in fact i'm going to show you the hypocrisy of this and men typically do this but men typically will give this a pass i think um a woman will say i want to find true love but he has to be over six feet 
to like. I can't accept love from nobody else if he's short or don't have no money or whatever. Guys, that's love. This person is going to claim the love. So when the person presents themselves, that is that. No matter what he does, she's supposed to love him, right? No, she wants you to change. I want you to change something about you. Uh, men get into marriages hoping their wives never change. Women get into marriages hope their husbands do change. Inevitably, both of them are disappointed. She changes. He doesn't. Then she's going to say, well, I thought you would give up video games for me. Nope. I thought you would give up fornication for me. Nope. <laughs> All right. Attachment wants you to change. I don't like something about you. I was infatuated with you. Now you didn't make the change, and I'm out of here. All right, here we go. All right, love is willing to compromise, but attachment is demanding. I demand you do this. I demand you do that. I demand you keep up with my land of make-believe. Keep up with the tea party. I demand you do it. Don't leave. Nope, 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 nope. Don't leave. Love is, e love is easy. Attachment is difficult. And again, these things are easy to say. But what you will find is most of you guys have had lustful relationships, attachment relationships, and or the last one, which is going to be um, love, attachment, and um, infatuations. That's what you've had. We've all had that. You haven't had love. Because I think, honestly, in the standards that we have today for relationships, we aren't even getting close to what love is. It ain't even close. Now, if they want to keep their own definition of it, which nobody can give a structured definition of love, same as nobody can give a structured definition of game, nobody can give a structured definition of romance. This is all fairy tale. You can barely give a structured definition on God. Most of you guys are godless, soulless individuals just changing and moving the goalposts to fit your narrative as a parasite. None of you are giving love. You're just in the business of receiving love. And this is what's going on. So when I say I don't believe in love, I can give you a good structured definition of why I don't. But you can't give me a good definition of why I need it and how you're going to give it to me without giving me conditions. Yes. The rhythm, the rebel. Without a pause, I'm never lowering my level. Hard rhymer. All right, so anyway, shout out to the Coast Gang. That's your lesson for the day. Hit the like button as you exit. We're going to hit all these super chats, and we're going to be back later on today. We got a uh, shout out to Ty. Says, uh, oh, I, get, I got him already. JC says, AI will have to identify. Wait, have to identify. It is actually AI now. AI will have to identify it is actually AI now. That's going to be hard. I don't think they can do it. Sleego is the sauce. I listened to your audio book in and in several places you forgot to edit out. You saying, oh, man, when you screwed up sometimes. All right. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Yeah, that audio book. Holy moly. <laughs> All right. Audio book. Never again. Ty says, I mean, use AI voices for celebrity voices in the show. Oh, I see. That would be good. That's a good idea. The pimped out platypus marriage in is retirement for women and responsibility for men. All the relief she experiences is responsibility transferred from her to you, my ninja. And wow, and that's you. That is absolute fact. I actually had a discussion with somebody like that uh, recently where she was like, oh, I've, I feel much freer when I'm in relationships. And I was like, you should. 
because your your counterpart does not feel free. Right? She's like, I can relax and I can have a guy. Now I can focus. I think the conversation was I can focus on making more money when he's helping me make money. Like if he if I if I help her with her rent, if I help her with her car payment, if I help her with cohabitation, she doesn't no longer have to to make her rent obligations. Then she says, now I can focus on what I need to do to make money. Hold up. So now she feels like. <sighs> but what does the guy feel like? She just transferred that responsibility onto him. Now he got work double to meet not only his obligations, but hers. Is he free? She she just transferred the responsibility to this ninja. And she says, but I love you. Guys, they think like this. They think like this. This is not love. That is a parasite. And they think there's nothing wrong with it. Ask, ask a lady here. They think nothing's wrong with that. They don't realize now you've got completely double obligation. Not only do you have financial obligation, you have an emotional obligation to that person now. Now, also, you can't pull back. This is the stepmother. This is what stepmothers do. Not stepmothers. Single mothers do to men. I just need a man that's there for my kids and mentoring them and picking them up for school and helping me and what. And so when the man shows up, she transfers the responsibility to his lap. He didn't have it previously. She says, you really are a source of help. <laughs> I just took on your obligations. I mean, that is not love. That's what parasites do. Now she gets to chill up under me. I mean, I guys, women do this shit to you, to men all the time, and they see nothing wrong with it. I can keep my money. I can save my money while you pay off my obligations. And then I can spend your money to go to restaurants and trips. And then I make a little bit more money, and I keep it, and I save it, and then I build it up. And then when I divorce grape you or I break up, I have my money, and you, you pay you paid along the way. like <laughs> So you got to live off of me for two years? Save money. <laughs> what the fuck? I heard a woman tell me that, bro. I was like, what does he get out of it? And that's you. He gets me. He gets Punani. I'll give him a couple of blowjobs. Pause. He gets me. He gets me loving him. Based on the condition. What do he get? Bro, he just get, dude, you invested. You actually were able to make yourself, put yourself in a better financial position. We never spent any of your money. But I did so much for him. What? I paid for a couple of dinner dates. We went 50-50 Dutch. I bought him some shoes. <laughs> it's like, yo. Mm. Hey, man, we are making these badass deals out here. Uh, there's not many, there's not many relationships that are different from that. Shout out to, um, but if it, uh, guys, at the kindness of your heart, if you're willing to do this, be willing to do this, but realize you're in a lopsided relationship. But let's repeat what the pimped out platypus said. Marriage is retirement for women and responsibility for men. All the relief she experiences in responsibility transfers from her to you and that is true 
All right, somebody says, I'd rather pay a pro. I'm telling I mean, it's, it's guys, it's, it's no different whether you have a girlfriend, a wife, a, a pro, a escort. It's all the same. Whether she bought you, guys, I don't know if you understand, you broke ninjas. When women buy you stuff, it is, it's a condition. It is not even something she's giving you or gifting you. She's loaning it to you under the condition you keep putting up with her miserable ass. Under the condition that she gets to monopolize monopolize your time. Under the condition she gets to keep giving you attitude. Now, whatever she bought you, when you break up, she going to call for that back because it was a loan. She never fully gave it to you. So this is why she can destroy it. This is why she can burn it. This is why she can flush it down the toilet. This is why she can. Because it's it's not yours. So when she says I did so much for him, most of the time it was a condition that he had to to provide in order for her to do that. And the conditions are lopsided when she's buying you stuff. It's super lopsided. Because if you say, thank you, honey. All right, I'm going to go in my room. Leave me alone. You can't do that. She's going to be like, wait a minute. It's what it is. Shout out to Ray Allen from the three. Says symbiotes. Preach, coach. Symbiotes. Look up the movie Venom. And you'll see what a symbiote is. Tell me it's different than attachment love. It's no different. Sucker for love and then just says, my girl, different coach. Our love is like no other love. Shout out to you. We're getting over on the cash app. And uh, uh, very much closing here. If you like the message, hit the like button. If you can, shout out to uh, Gary. Gary says, thank you to my favorite African-American out here. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Shout out to you here. Shout out to Gary says game guys is mad at me for not being impressed. Free agent lifestyle. Shout out to you over on the old cash app. We're going to go over on the new cash app. And uh, let's see here. Shout out to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He says for the eight time demonetized champion of the world. And I'm demonetized for a reason. As you can see, if you're new to this show, this show is not YouTube friendly. They don't like men having this type of message because it gives them leverage and option leverage and options all men pay money money energy attention or time okay you're not special hey you you think you're special because a woman's laying up under you just wait you're going to realize that she was laying up under you for a reason the reason you're not going to be impressed by you don't know though i don't know why she's laying up under you but you're going to find out why and then you're going to say damn I thought it was about me. I thought I thought I was special. I thought you liked my charisma. You're going to find out why she's laying up under you. And you're going to realize, <laughs> you're going to come to realize like, damn, it ain't no different. Sometimes they're laying up under you because you're the best option at that time. Okay. She didn't have a better deal. She was transforming into, she was in her cocoon. And she came out of her cocoon of 304 ness and now she's a pure woman, and now she's laying up under you. You don't know. You gave her a lot of attention. That could have swayed it temporarily. But you know, you're going to have to keep that attention up. As soon as you remove that attention, they go to parasite. Butterflies in the sky. She gone. Remove the attention. Okay? Remove the money, energy, attention, and time, and this... I'm not saying women are wrong for this. Remember, I'm not saying women are wrong for any of these things. I'm just telling you what is. Remove what it is that you got her with 
and she's gone. Gone. If you got her with money and the money goes, she's gone. If you got her because she has stamina like a bull and you stop piping it down, gone. If you got her with attention and you remove the attention, gone. If you spent time with her and you stop spending time with her, she gone. I mean, listen, had nothing to do with you. Had nothing to do with you. It had nothing to really do with you in the end. It was what you got her with. It is what it is. <laughs> Nine out of times out of ten, she gone. Or the problem is going to start. Whatever the problem is, you're going to start seeing the problem when you remove whatever it is you got her with. So if you was running game and using your mouthpiece, stop moving your stop moving your lips. Stop moving your lips. Stop talking to her. Gone. You've been paying the rent and the bills for 15 years in the car note. Stop paying the car note. <laughs> Stop paying the rent. Stop paying the mortgage. Now, women will be like, yeah, what, what, what's the problem with that? Exactly. There's no problem with it. We just want to let men know what this shit was about. It wasn't about him. There's no problem with that. Do whatever you want out here to survive. But that's a reality. <laughs> yep, you got a six-pack ab and muscles. Stop stop uh putting muscles on your body. Stop going to the gym. Gone. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a high likelihood you go ahead and put an extra layer of fat around your abdominal muscles and you can't swivel them hips like you used to swivel your hips. She out. <laughs> All right, anyway, shout out to Buck. Star says a little donation for the cause. Big up CGA. Shout out to you. All right, we're rounding off to second, headed into third. We're going to end up off PayPal and whatnot. <laughs> uh, and ladies, am I lying? Where y'all at? Where y'all at? The ladies watch my show. Y'all be so quiet. Why y'all don't ever? Why y'all don't ever dispute this? information shout out to my man Mr. Brown says listen to CGA I'm a free agent forever took a while got my life back in gear after dealing with some straggles he says um all these 304s are just buy a bits celibates <laughs> all right we call them celibates she says I've been celibate for five years and we call them we call us the buy a bits he says, I'll never look at the things the same nor be the same with any of these women. Yeah. And it's not out of hate. It's not out of spite. But I find that at this age, when I hear ladies be like trying to sell me on themselves, I'll be like, this is the most miserable sell job. Like, this is going to work. And I want you guys to think about this. This is going to really tip the scale. If a woman selling you on how good she is, how thorough she is, how much of a lover she is. And she's still floating around here and nobody's taking this deal. Absolutely nobody. And she can think for a second how she can sink your her claws into you by you buying this bullshit sales job, sales pitch, and you buy it. You 
double down on it, you commit to it. I want you to think about this. You just did what no man was going to do. Am I right? You just took a deal no man was going to take. None. Nobody was competing for that spot. Now, she's going to say there's dudes in her DMs and nobody was taking that job. And you took it. <laughs> you took that damn deal. Nobody else was taking it. And, and nobody else took it. <laughs> Look, she's over 25, 28, 30, 34, 40, 46. Nobody else took that deal. Or anybody else that took that deal. He now resides in the cemetery of the, the ghost of the peace leave pass. This ninja out here in the skeleton closet of ninjas, he got his arm coming out the mud. Go interview them ninjas. Uh, what happened to y'all? I'm in pet cemetery of the past of this woman right here. He didn't survive. He died a he died a death of many men. Many men have tried. Many men have failed. And here you guys go. I can do it. She's 46 years old, 48. No, you're not. You're, you're going to end up exactly where these last ninjas ended up. <laughs> you're not going to be any different. You think you're going to be different? You ain't going to be no different. You're going to be in that. Just make your tombstone. Put it out there. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. Shout out to our brother here. We're going to call you Ryu. A lot of things I can't pronounce. Nihao, he says, Sifu Adams, which is greetings from Hong Kong. CGA paying a visit at the same time, paying honor and res respect to the Bruce Lee, the Bruce Lee statue located in Victoria Harbor by the Avenue Walk of Stars. He says, knowing is not enough. We must apply 100%. Apply, apply, apply. He says, we must apply. Willing is not enough. We must do. This is Bruce Lee. The Tao of Jeet Kune Do. The Tao of Jeet Kune Do. Peace, quiet, and freedom forever. Free agent lifestyle for life, CGA. Shout out to you. Okay. Apply, apply, apply. Knowing is not enough. See the signs when before it shows up, and that was a co-sponsorship. Shout out to you, brother. Somebody said, no more peace leave. That is the opposite of the message that I teach you. In fact, there is always time to indulge in the pleasures of the flesh, but there's also time to have the discipline of a saint when it comes to putting your pipe in the crazy modern women of America. All right. You can't just go and recklessly put your pipe in places where most men have not survived. There's something called the penis fly trap. Learn about it. So have discipline, have selection. Okay, don't just recklessly go about. Don't be pursuing women with reckless abandon. Don't use your old self-esteem in order to compile women that nobody else is able to been possessed successfully. Okay, I think Facebook kicked me off. I think I got kicked off on Facebook that I'm reading right now. Facebook said, the hell with this shit. We out of here, bro. 
Shout out to Facebook. Yeah, Facebook kicked me off in real time, just so you guys know. Shout out to everybody. Facebook people come over here. I know it's too late to give you the message, but uh, Facebook is like, no mas. <laughs> they said, this this dude right here, he's freeing men. He's freeing men. All right, and guys, I haven't cursed women out. I haven't called them bad names. I ha- I've just identified behaviors that are typically done uh, on our side. I haven't said anything. This is weird. I haven't said bad words. I haven't said all women. I haven't said. I just said they can't love you. And they said new, 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 new world order. King Brodus, uh, King Brodicus says, Coach, I'm down here in D.C. I see so many straggles trying to join seeking. Rent is due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Man, you know what's even the worst thing about seeking right now? All right. Is that the normies have invaded. The normies have invaded. <laughs> Last two people that I gave a shot was like watching paint dry. It was like a Tinder date. It was just like Tinder. I'm like, I'm not here for this bullshit. These are bored. Women bored out of the skull. They were way older than I normally mess with. But I was like, all right, I'll see what they're doing. They're over there trying to find a lifelong mates. They're over there with Tinder and Bumble shit. And it's like, this is not, but, but this is also a wake up call to what the truth is. I said it was a dating app. I said, it's a modern day dating app. And it's, that's what it's turning into, right? It's always been a dating app for Gen Z. Uh, It's basically turning to what Facebook turned into. Okay. So Facebook was a cool place for young people to hang around. Then those young people got older. And also these younger people, mama and grandmama and grandpa got on Facebook. Right. And so that ruined Facebook forever. It basically made their demographic um, Oldsmobile drivers, which is not a good place for Facebook to be. So they're trying to get young people back over there, but they can't because grand parents and relatives and people you went to school with 40 years ago, they too damn nosy. And so they gave, became judgment zone over there on Facebook on Facebook. So then you were being judged by just living your damn life by people who really weren't that important to you. You just went to high school with them 12 years ago, right? And they're judging you and commenting on your shit. You ain't seen this person, right? And you're like, well, I don't want to say what I want to say on Facebook. Why? To piss off your auntie? You want to piss off your aunt, right, on Facebook? Oh, I don't want to piss off my aunt. Employers can look at my Facebook. They ruined it. That's where Seeking's going. Because they're bringing their boomer, they're bringing their normie activity over to a place where it's supposed to be the junior college. Let the junior college be. Let the young people do what they want. But now these older women don't want to deal with Tinder and Bumble because it's a meat market. They want to come over here with highly guys that are claiming to be high-end guys. And they want him to give up the pleasures of the freshmen and the sophomores. They want him to give are it up. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like it. And eventually they're going to be over there with a relationship bullshit, trying to lock down long-term people with a Hail Mary buzzer beater. Mm. When this ninja was over there, just trying to have him a nice rotation. <laughs> I'm trying to have me a nice rotation of people who go stay out of my hair and leave me the hell alone. Nope. They can't leave well enough. Well, there's high value men over there. There's men with money that taking people on dates. Okay. I had a chick hit me up. She was well in her 40s. I think approaching 40. Single mother. Oh, I heard my 19-year-old neighbor told me men are taking her out on dates. It's because she's 19. Mm. (laughs) 
That's because she's 19. So now you hopped on. And you're hitting every man in your age group because you think you're a 10 in this age group. Now you hitting every man up <laughs> like what? She 19. She could get that. You, on the other hand, is about to get freebies. That's what you about to get. You about to give up the freebie. You're going to be my Tuesday rotation. Nah, nah I want to <laughs> like too. the normies have invaded and normies ruin everything. I'm just letting you know, normies ruin everything. Oxygen thieves, knuckle draggers, missing links, Hammett Eggers, every day, uh, same route to work ninjas. All right, women. All right, same routine sex. Oh, I'm so good. I'm going to suck you off. I got the best head. Same old routine, sloppy toppy. Normies, they ruin everything. You're having a fun time over here till the normies. I'm going to the EDC concert. Everybody going crazy. Everybody touching up on each other, feeling it. Everybody taking popping mollies and taking dropping ass. Everybody having fun. Then the normies, I want to go. <laughs> They're doing drugs. They're having fun. They're touching people. Oh, my God. Is it EDM? I say EDC. <laughs> you at the EDM concert? Five in the morning going crazy. They up there. We want to go two o'clock. This is terrible. Oh, we want to go home. It is EDC. All right. Yep. They go to EDC, EDM, whatever it is. They also go to uh stagecoach and uh what, what what's the other one? You know the one in the desert. Everybody goes through. I thought it was EDC. EDC is the festival. All right. Shout out to you. There was EDC in Vegas this weekend. But um. Burning Man Coachella, Coachella, Normies and Bay Coachella, ruin it. I want to go stand out in the middle of the desert, 104 degree weather, no $40 bottles of water, standing on the stage that it's so hot out here. Oh, my God. He didn't sing all his songs. Forget Frank Ocean. They ruin it for everybody. Rolling loud. They're smoking marijuana out here. Oh, my God. You want to go to the West Side Connection concert. But then don't want nobody to roll no joint. You're in the wrong spot. Your kid says, take me to the West Side Connection reunion, West Side for life. And then you out there, your kids out there, 15 and 16, and the joints being passed, puff, puff, pass, and you want to ruin it. Him smoking a joint in front of us. Mm. Normies ruin everything. They cannot have fun. They cannot let people have fun. They got to go show up and ruin everybody's fun. And they thought they were going to go have fun till they rolled up to the future concert. <laughs> yeah. And you don't realize, normies don't realize that they're the problem. Like you're the one messing it up. For the last few years before it was mainstream, everybody seemed to have fun before you showed up. Now you showed up. Now nobody's having fun anymore. Good people can't have good, nice things because now you showed up. So now you got Facebook, same thing. Nobody can have fun over there. Everybody's got to fake their life. Um, same thing's going to happen to dating apps. They went over there. Everybody, it was a meat market. Everybody knew what Tinder was. Everybody knew this was just an exchange of free digital sexual revolution. Everybody knew what it was. Then the normies got over there. I'm not that type of woman. I'm not here for a hookup. I'm looking for a long-term mate. Mm. Right? They messed it up. 
Tinder was just a fornication fest. That's what it was. That's what it's always going to be. But I knew a woman who met her husband on Tinder. Mm. <laughs> just like, oh, you mean somebody hit the lottery over there? They hit the lottery. All right. The dude was so dumb, he went and committed. And all of these guys, they just want sex, and they keep telling me on Tinder they want me to hook up. They keep sending me a DTF message because that's why we're here. We're here for this. Now they met it, messed it up, tried to create their own. We're going to have our own app where we control, and we can, we can decide who we message instead of us getting message, and we're going to do it. Guess what? The dudes ran. They were like, oh, hell no. Bumble's dead. So now they're over on seeking. There's old men with money over here, passing it out to women. They're out here tricking on us. Okay, I'm beautiful too. Watch this. Move aside, young ladies. A real woman is in here. All right, guys. I'm not here for this. I don't need your money. I do need a little bit of help on my rent. That's just natural in the relationship. I'm a one-man woman. I'm looking for a commitment. I'm looking for a non-transactional relationship. Spoil me. I like trips concerts i need something to do i need somebody to do things with i want to go to the mall i want to go see the jazz festival move aside ladies watch my cellulite come through the window mm. <laughs> stretch marks move aside girls stretch marks are here <laughs> right all right guys start spending money on me those young girls, you really like those young girls on this site? Oh, my God, you're despicable. They come judging you. They're judging you over there. You guys are despicable. I can't believe you actually use this site for that. Use this site for a woman like me, a real woman that knows how to treat you. I'll massage you. I'll spend time with you. We'll hang out all weekend. I'll eventually move in on you in about three months because you'll find out I'm a financial wreck. You like these young tenders? Oh, my God, these girls are. These could be your daughter. They come over there, normies with this shit. We was having fun until you showed up. Everybody was cool. Everybody knew their role. Everybody played their role. Everybody was fine till you showed up. Always remember that normies ruin everything. They ruin everybody's fun. And they realize where the fun is and their boring ass comes over there and they ruin it. <laughs> right? This. And this could be man or woman, but I stay away from normies for that exact reason. You're at work and everybody's sniggling, telling jokes. Y'all watching. Did you see CGA? <laughs> sniggling. That ninja crazy, ain't he? <laughs> Monkey double backflips. <laughs> what are you guys laughing at? Oh, uh, we just watching YouTube. Who are you watching on YouTube? Uh... We watching the King of Kings. Yeah, we watching the King of Kings. Oh, the King of Kings? I want to see. He looks funny. Look at him. Looks like a milk dud. He looks like a giant milk dud with a beer. Let me hear him. Uh, you might not want to hear. Um, I want to hear him. Trust me, I have a sense of humor. I'm very funny. And trust me, I'm like one of the guys. I'm like one of the guys with, when it comes to sexuality here. I'm one of the bros. I'm one of the bros. All my friends are male. I, there's nothing I haven't heard. And then he, she listens in like this. And then I'll be like. She at HR. She at HR walking down. These guys are reprehensible. I can't believe they were listening to this. And they're listening to it on work hours. 
This is despicable. I was so uncomfortable. I laughed a little bit. I sniggled, but I was completely uncomfortable. These reprehensible human beings, they're misogynist. They hate women. They're bitter and hurt. They're probably gay and incel. Okay. And they're metaphiles. <laughs> All right. They be out here. This is despicable. This is tragic. This is misogynist. This is reprehensible. <laughs> All right. This is uncomfortable. I cannot even look at these men the same. This is despicable. And they probably look at me, leering at me, wanting to clap my cheeks and put my 10 toes to the ceiling. Mm. Messing up my joke. <laughs> All right. And then the human resources office is looking like, oh, really, huh? CGA, not in them block my entire stream. Where's my seat? Where's my human resources picture? They didn't block my entire stream and channel, reported it, and nobody in the building can get my channel. Not even on free Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because those ladies right there. And she was one of the guys. She had a sense of humor. But do never believe normies. Never believe normies. They are always going to mess up the fun for everybody else. All right. They're always going to do it. And even though I'll be spitting this gospel truth, it is what it is. Let me check Cash App on the way out. We got all the super chats. And uh, yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the last one. Shout out to my man, King Brodicus. And uh, do me a favor, hit the like button on the way out. We'll be back this afternoon. Enjoy your time. And let's leave you with this right here. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s, is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you.